The 10pence arcade podcast is sponsored by Retro Games Pie. Get out of emulation and into the real arcade with Retro Games Pie. Arcade game hire for public events and private parties. With regular free community-led meetings throughout the year, there ain't no party like a Retro Games Pie. Visit the website at www.retrogamespie.co.uk and get involved. Hello and welcome to the Pence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland, a.k.a. Vertvic. And I'm Alex Crowley, a.k.a. Chucky Egg. We are Tenpence Arcade Podcast, a podcast about arcade games from the arcades gone by. We speak about the games, cabinets, collecting said machines, and we report on anything we fancy on video arcades in general. Apologies firstly, this has been three weeks since our last podcast, because I was on sort of holiday for a little while, always been busy with my house, so must say sorry about that, and hope you haven't missed us too much. I thought you'd gone missing. AWOL. In Bermuda on, missing the, on in, that in, plane. Missing in an adventure. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I've just been real busy at the moment. We went up uh, north, though, did I you? I did. I went up north, yeah. <clears throat> it was really nice. We yeah. went. We did a tour of, uh, oh, God, we went for Nottingham first, we went to Leeds, went up to Hull, Newcastle, all those sort of areas. I went to see my mum in Scotland. Did you do the tourist thing, did you? We Not did enough? do touristy things, yeah, yeah. It was quite nice. Most of the places we looked around were really nice-looking uh, places, actually. I really like Nottingham, and I love the legend of Robin Hood, but there's nothing there to see about Robin Hood. You're joking, aren't you? No, there's not. Every every five seconds we turn around, there was something about Nottingham. Really? Yeah, yeah. Every well, last time I was there, about six years, and I love Robin Hood. You know, the old TV series they used to have in the 80s. Do you remember that, Michael Prade? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. Merry Men. Well, they weren't merry. I had um, Ray Winston as Scarlet. He, he yeah, played sort of like a, a Chelsea fuck. <laughs> It was quite cool, but I was quite disappointed when I was up there. They had really nothing on Robin Hood. I know, it's everywhere, mate. You're <coughs> looking in the wrong okay. place, I think, yeah. Well, I've heard the nightlife's pretty cool. Oh, uh, I don't know. We, we, didn't, we don't really do the nightlife thing. We went to a, a Mission-style restaurant there, actually. Mm. We should call this a ten-pence uh, restaurant arcade podcast. <laughs> oh, you'd love that, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. it was good. We met the chef, and he's, he's a TV chef, and we met this guy. It was really nice. You're yeah. into the man versus food stuff as well, aren't you? Yes, I do. I'm a bit of a pig that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shows. That's usually in America when I do that, you cheeky get. Anyway, yes. what have you been up to? I've been up to Lowe's. Arcading first. What well, arcade stuff have you been up to? Well, it was the South Coast Slam a couple of weeks ago. It certainly was, and I missed it. And I killed two birds with one stone. Went to see Rich, who holds a world record on Badlands and Championship Sprint, which cool. is the main. Oh, just on MAME, is it? He's got a cab, it, has he? He has, but it's on MAME. He's got MAME ah. set up. Okay. So I went to see him first, and we'll, we'll talk about that a bit later, if you like, because we we've got will. the interview. Everyone can listen to a bit later. Yep, I shall hopefully get it sorted tomorrow, back yeah. early Monday. So I'll get that all uh, edited up and put on, hopefully, yeah. at the end of the So me, me and Dave went up there to see him, had a few games that night, a few drinks, and uh, oh, nice. headed on down to the South Coast Slam in the morning. Actually, I dropped Donkey Kong off because I took Donkey Kong there. Oh, you were, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I dropped that off first, mm-hmm. and then I went to, to Rich's afterwards. All right, okay. Um, so I saw it all being set up, which yeah. was quite interesting. South Coast Slam's a lot easier for us to get to, being yeah. in the south as well. Yes, um, it's only worth it's only just under an hour, really, for oh, me. Awesome. It was, you know, really quick. So, yeah, the South Coast Slam, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's not, oh, don't rub it in, mate. It's not as big as the other events, but it's got a great atmosphere. I loved it. Was it last year we went? was, wasn't it? Um, no, it hasn't been on for a couple of years because I think he had uh, that must been the year a guy who organised it had a baby or something, so he had a couple of years off. That is quite astounding, a yeah. bloke having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we went, we went the year before, I think. We had a real good time. Yeah. We loved it. It's nice. Quite a small event. Well, there's more arcades this year. It's um, mainly pinballs normally, isn't it? It, it is. Um, but I would say it was 60-40 this year. Oh, really? Yeah. It's no bad thing, though. I do like the pinballs. I do. I love them. Yeah. But you're not going to like that I liked ACDC, because I know you don't like the band. Oh, the game is good, though. The game is brilliant. Yeah, I'm not too keen on, on the band, but the actual yeah. game, I've played that, and it's very good. Oh, you good. have? Yeah. Oh, That's about a six awesome. or seven grand table as yeah. well because it's quite new and uh, what I liked about it is you can get the different backlights for them there's a half I counted about three different backlights oh, right. for it and I really like the kind of uh, hot rod styly uh, one with the, the girl devil type girl oh, cool. scantily clad yeah, um, yeah, me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no it's a really cool game really liked it the other one I played was um, Rolling Stones which was quite funny that's also a good pinball Mick Jagger Mick Jagger going from two to throw yeah which was quite fun but um, yeah it was great but the arcades is what I was yeah, there let's get on to the decent We're not stuff gonna, this is not a pinball podcast give me the it? decent stuff baby so what I was pri- surprised to see was a few rarities there, um, games that I hadn't seen before, which is always nice to see, you know, because we, UK didn't have that many dedicated. No. I think a lot of the really rare ones we've had to import here. Absolutely, we, we've got a lot of a lot of the games that are usually upgrade kits for yeah. jammer cabs. Yeah, I remember seeing a lot of jammer cabs in chip shops and and takeaways. Yeah, and like that. that's why I used to play my games when I was a, a real small kid. Yeah, so for me, the first surprise was to see Lunar Lander, um, and I haven't played that for a very long time since. Oh, that's the one with a great big uh, handle. Yeah, isn't it? which is rare to find. Yes, it is indeed. And that's, uh, that's normally always game. converted into ca- asteroids, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't particularly like that game, but I do like the look of that big, huge. Yeah, I played pool. it, and then it's I like went pulling on, pints. Or yeah, something, you really it? feel like you know you're controlling a spaceship. Wow. Which I really did like, you know, that whole thrust burning going as yeah. you pull down the control mechanism. You've got to get your spaceship down in between the valleys. Yeah, and not know. too quickly. Yeah. Explode. Is that where thrust came from? The game on, on the yeah, Spectrum thrust. and yeah. Apollo 64 was thrust. That was wasn't brilliant, it? wasn't it? We had to pick up the little fuel capsules. I didn't like it because I found it too hard. Did you? Yeah, the game looked pretty good. I remember it thinking, yeah. oh, that's an arcade game when I had it. Yeah. But it was too hard for me. Way it's the whole hard. physics. I think, you know, it's mm. the beginning of getting that physics right, physics based games. Yeah. You know, and, there's the gravity um, business going Yeah, on. and I think they got it really, they, they got it right in Lunar Lander. I really I, did like it. But I, I mean, there's not much to it. No. You know, it is what it is. You know, I think but, Graviton went on a bit further, didn't it? Yeah, but that's it's a similar game. Yeah, a similar game, but we can colour it, it looks a lot yeah. better and stuff. But I saw some of the pictures on some of the, the forums, etc., for the South Coast Slam, and it. it when I, so when I got in the evenings and was just mucking about on the computer mm. in, in the hotel rooms, I was having a quick look to see what mm. you guys were up to. I was like, oh, God's sake. You know, I'd yeah. had a nice day and everything, but I thought, oh, I could do with playing some arcades yeah. now. I really could. It was good. And I saw some, some quite rare cabs on there as well. Some yeah, awesome the, the next one I was going to mention was um, Astron Belt. Oh, Astron Belt. Yeah. Is that a, a la- FMV game? A, a laser disc game. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah full motion video. Job. Yeah. Did you actually play it? I did, yeah. Was it any good? No. I, I was, <laughs> well, I've actually been listening to um, another podcast lately. I found a new one, and you've got to listen to it. You'd like it. Yeah. It's called Retro Obscura. Okay. Uh, and there's a guy in there called Dubstep Dad. Yeah. Which is a great name. And he intersperses bits of the podcast with bits of um, like remix music from yeah. games and stuff with bits of dubstep in. Yeah. <laughs> 
Sounds it's, it's quite fun, but he yeah. does the more obscure stuff, a little bit like what we do. Yeah. But he does uh, consoles, uh, video games, arcade stuff, even does like, you know, other stuff to do mm. retro as well, but slightly obscure. Yeah. And they, they make fun of some of the artwork on some of the, you know, the, the, the box art compared okay. to like the Japanese version to the yeah, American yeah. version, all that sort of stuff. And they do a, a sort of a WTF game so what the you know what's yeah. that about and they sort of explain an odd game and stuff like that yeah it's very very good I, i'll put a link on the show well oh, actually right. i'll put it in our approved approved podcast uh, link but very very good i think cool. about 16 17 episodes the first few i'm still catching up at the moment i'm on about 14 the first few were like ours when we started a little yeah. bit ropey yeah and it's just him on his just own getting the sound right isn't it yeah he, he was um he, when he puts his music in, the music was quite loud, but he's sorted that out now. Yeah. And it sounds really, really good. And he's got another two hosts now as well. He's got another one host, oh, right. and then another another guy's helping out as well, and they're quite well known as well. listen out for that, mate. It's very, very good. Yeah, I really like it. So yeah. shout out to Retro Obscure, everyone. So, but what do you think of the late, going back to Laserdisc games? Do you, have you played any that you well, like? Or? That's what reminded me of yeah. the podcast, because I've just um, listened to one that was FMV Games. Oh, I see. And they right. talk about you know stuff like Dragon's Lair... Thayer's Quest, Space yeah. Ace, um, Astron Belt. Dragon's Lair's probably got the best sort of... Um, it looks the best, I think. Yeah. Firefox was another one. You know, the one that Sean's got the cab of? Yeah, it's got the best cutscenes and stuff like that, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. Yeah. The actual games are very, very simple because usually they were just the backgrounds moving around. It's just li- it's a very linear type game, isn't it? It's like it? watching right. a film. Yeah. It's like, it, back, back then... We Things haven't have... changed much, have they? No, no. That's what <laughs> I was getting, games now like. That's what I was getting onto. Because now, back then, the backgrounds were real life, and you couldn't play the backgrounds. Mm. You couldn't interact with the backgrounds, but now you can. So yeah. basically, it's like an FMV game, just one step on, I yeah. think. That's what I don't really like. I prefer little pixelated things. Yeah. You know, that's, that's us all over, really, isn't it? Definitely, mate. The other cab that was there was a crazy balloon. Oh, great game. And That's such it a wasn't cool working. Game. Really? No, it wasn't working. Oh, I was gutted. Bummer. I see, have you ever played it? I've never, I never played Well, I played it since I got home. Yes, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, I liked it, yeah. No quarter did it a little it while ago. And I really got into it, and I put it actually on my main cab in the end, because yeah. I didn't have it on there. Again, that's a fit, kind of like a physics-type game, isn't it? It is. You, you, your balloon's wafting yeah. around, and you've got to get it in between. Yeah. It's, it's like a little balloon and loads of asterisks. That's all the graphics are. Yeah. It was based on 8080 hardware, you know, Space Invaders hardware. So there's nothing special about it, but it was a great little game. But, um, you know, apart from those sort of rarities, well, you, you had all the regulars there, like, you know, Pac-Man. Space and, of course, my, I took my Donkey Kong down there, yeah. which you don't often see. But um, for me, it was um, Fire Truck, this guy, oh, Martin. Martin, yeah. Smarty. Smarty. Well done for bringing that down, mate, because that was He made awesome. an absolutely awesome restoration on that Yeah. Car. I played them in um, Fun Spot years ago when I first went. Yeah. And it's a great little game. It yeah. looks absolutely awesome. An old Atari game looks really, really good. Have you good. played it two-player? I didn't know because um, I was on my own at the time. Well, right. I think my mate was somewhere else. He'd wandered off. But, um, yeah, I have played it. And it's a, it's, it's a black-and-white game, but it's so much fun. It is it? fun. It's and the really cab is game. absolutely beautiful. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Really nice. It's really like nice a 76, something like that. Yeah. Old black-and-white cab. Yeah. I also heard there was a rumour about Surf Coast Slam. There was some sort of uh, evil theft happened there. Oh, dear. Yeah, big apologies to... Uh, God, I can't even remember his name now. The guy who organises it anyway, I accidentally stole. <laughs> For want of a better word. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, his, you stole um, this guy's sack, sack truck, truck yeah. and you can't even remember his name. You, sir, I think it's, it's the guy with the long hair. I think it's Ash. Is it Ash? It begins with A, I'm sure. Right in, we'll give anyway, Alex a proper rollicking later on. Basically, 
loading up the Donkey Kong to get away. It was starting to rain, and this woman was trying to get past me in the car, and I just got so stressed that I, I just chucked the thing in the van to shut the doors to let her past. And then I had to run back indoors to pick up some other stuff, and then forgotten all about it. So Guilty. I drove no further for questions, my lord. <laughs> So, I but it was returned. That. It was returned in, in, you know, a couple of days after, so. Excellent. Yeah. But there's another game I want to talk about, mate, which I've never played, which I really did enjoy, which was Reactor. Ah, oh, I saw the cab. It looks lovely. Oh, the, it's funky. It's a funky Is game. Is it a trackball game? It's a trackball game. Ah, okay. And you've got like explain, a, a, a reactor in the middle here. Yeah. And you've got these kind of little nuclear, um, I don't know, what do you call them? What are those things that go into the reactor? Rods? Rods. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like his little balls of fire bouncing off. There's about four or five of them. Yeah. And you've got, with a trackball, what you've got on the screen, I can't even remember what it was now, but you've got to push these these little fireballs into the rods. Okay. Ah, it's a difficult game to explain, really. I'll have to have a look on main. Yeah, I haven't got a trackball really set difficult... up on main, but I will have a quick look at it to see what it looks like. Because it took me ages to work out what the hell was going on. It right. took me about five goes to work out how to play it, until uh, Ollie showed me. Yeah, it sounds, sounds an intriguing game, actually. I'll have to uh, check it out, I think, sometime. Yeah. And the cab looks awesome. It's quite a short cab, isn't it? It's a short cab. It's got some real funky music. Yeah, yeah. So everyone have a look at that. Sounds yeah. good. We... <sighs> We must get a, a trackball set up sometimes so we can yeah. play some trackball games for our, our reviews, I think, because we, we're sort of missing out on trackball games, aren't we? Yeah. Maybe in the I future I'll get something set up for my cab, maybe. <laughs> what other games have you got? You've got Missile Command, you've got Marble Madness. Yeah, there's quite a few, actually. When you well, Reactor would be quite a fun one to play, I think. That bees are I did enjoy it once I got into trackball. it, but it's yeah. a difficult game to explain because yeah, yeah, there's so much going on in it. Yeah. Oh, cool. We'll have to check it out. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole bunch. What about Field Goal? Have you played that? Field Goal? Is that almost like a, um, it's like a breakout clone, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. I have seen that before. I think it was the Revival Mini. It was brought there. Yeah, I was put off a bit. Little spinner game, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. It's an old goal. I was put off a bit at first. I thought it was a football game of some sort, but it's not. It sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks like it. It's like a playing field. Yeah. You know, the bezel and stuff. But no, it's pretty cool. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, I like the sound of that. So that's about 1979, 1980. Yeah, all, there game, was a it? lot of really early games there. Oh, I do like the early stuff. Yeah. Well, thanks for everyone for bringing them along. So yeah. That's awesome. Well, I RG- wish I was able to flip and play them. RGP and U72 and Elvira guys, Martin, everyone, really. Thank me. Excellent. Do you know, when I was up north, I didn't have that much of a break from arcade games, so mm. I did find some. Did you? I yeah. looked and I found some. There was one of the places I was going to go, a place in Bradford, the National Media Museum there in Bradford. And it's about five or six floors. Uh, and if you, you're interested in uh, media, TV, radio, film, uh, computers, mm. arcade games like we are, you'd be mad to if you're ever in Bradford to miss it. It's absolutely brilliant. It's a, it's a really cool place. Really big museum, five floors full of different things. One, one of the sort of guest ones they've got at the moment was um, the internet. Mm. And it explains with old computers, how the internet came about and all this sort of stuff and loads of statistics on, you know, what's been used on the internet. And then there was bits about TV. Mm-hmm. It's about recording. Okay. It's got all the old video recorders, the Betamax and the huge yeah. ones. Really, really good. And they've also got stuff about film. They've got interactive bits as well you can muck about with and kids can play on. Floor 5 was my favourite because it's the, the video games in there at the moment. Right. They call it the Games Lounge. Do they have arcade games? Oh, yes. Do they? Yes, they had a Defender Cab. Right. Now, let me think. They had a Frogger table. 
Are these their own cabs, or have these been donated? They've been donated um, by... So they're on sure. loan, do you think? Yes, I think they're on loan at the moment. Or oh. I think permanent loan at the moment. Okay. Any electrical mechanical ones there? I don't recall. I don't think there was, actually, no. It's more video yeah. and stuff. The reason Just, why I ask him, we'll get onto it later, but yeah, go on, carry it's, on. It's the Media Museum, it's yeah. the, you know, that sort of thing. They had a Defender cab, they had a, a Frogger table, they had a Donkey Kong... Just oh, in a right. normal table. They had a gauntlet there, a couple of other games as well, some nice stand-ups. They had a, some, a wall of TVs with, you know, Saturns and Dreamcasts and Mega Drives and all that sort of stuff. you have to write that, their, their place down, Vic. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, it'd be on the show notes anyway, yeah. yeah. So mm. if you're up in near Bradford, definitely go and see it. It's very, yeah. very good. I think it was free to get in as well. Mm. I think it cost much to get in. But yeah, I really enjoyed that. The only problem I had, the only problem I had with it is... The fact that there was no one looking after that floor. There mm. wasn't any security there or someone just to keep an eye on people on him. When we got there, there was a load of kids running around mm. with sticky fingers, pulling the joysticks mm, around, right. smashing the buttons, hitting the machines. Mm. And I was shocked. I was like, oh my God, these things are antiques. Yeah. You know, we need someone to look after these just as, yeah. and because the cabs are also on coin. They weren't on, on free credits, they were on coin. So chucking loads of anything in there. Well, people were, instead of just going on, a, like the kiddies, if they just pressed the button, it started. They might yeah. have got into it and sat on a chair yeah. and played the game. They might have got into it rather than just hitting the machines. Because you had to put money in the machines, which I suppose helps with the upkeep, you know, if they burn a bit of money on them, which is fair enough. But if they were on free play and everyone could play them just by hitting the button, mm. people would get a bit more into it, especially people who are not used to arcade machines, yeah. I think. Well, so there's a lot of that money going in on. Then. You saw people putting money in them. I was putting money in them. Yeah, but the kids, <laughs> what were they doing? Well, they, the little tiny out. kids, I think their parents who's gone there because they were bored or whatever, okay. and the kids were just running around. It was a nightmare. I was like, oh, for yeah. God's sake, look after your kids, for goodness sake. Yeah. And as we were leaving, we sort of had you know, half an hour in there. As we were going out to go in the other parts of the museum, I noticed a load of chappy kids came in, sort of, mm. you know, youths, teenagers. Right. And... They sort of went, oh, wait, they, spray they, cans. Well, no, it wasn't, it wasn't like that, but I think they sort of ignored the arcade machines. They saw the old retro console, which obviously they yeah. grew up with, and they sort of started like, there was uh, some controllers that had been sort of tangled up with wire, and they were just shaking the controllers to get the wires. I thought, oh my God, these kids are going to yeah. break these things. You know, we, we need it's someone to look after these things. not what you want to see in things. a museum, is it? It isn't, no. They should have had a security person there or someone to at least look after machines and maybe even tell people how they work. Yeah. You've got to put, 20p so in there. What is it? You just pay on the door, you walk in, and that's it. You didn't see, you didn't see a soul. That sort of no, no. Yeah, I, well, the museum, some museums, you see quite a few people yeah. walking around looking at the TV bits and recording that. It's, it's good. Very, very interesting. So if I was going to donate one of my machines to a museum, I want to know it's being looked after. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be. No. Not there, unfortunately. No, I, I think I'll write to them and just say, you know, the good points and bad points, just to yeah. give them a bit of a idea. idea. But if they had someone there, you know, say some some ten year old said, oh, "Oi, Mister, how does this game work?" Mm. They can say, "Well, you've got to get twenty p. You know, you have to yeah. pay for the game because it used to be out in arcades yeah. years ago. Put twenty p and press a start button, do this, go left, go right, go up, and down, yeah. fire, whatever." And I think the kids would like it, but because mm. no one was there to show them, because some people don't know how to use these things, it's, it's yeah. alien to how much us. Was it to get in, I think it was free. I think the museum was, was free. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. I don't know how they make money then. They didn't need to. It's a museum. What do you yeah. mean? Well, it's a museum. It, everything's donated there. It's looked after right. by the oh, council okay. or whatever. Donations. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so they've still got to pay for electricity and stuff like that. Surely. I'm sure they get grants off the council. Right. Whatever. I don't know. Lottery yeah. funds. I don't know. I don't care. It's just really good. <laughs> it's just really nice. Also, yeah. I found some more arcade games up north Did as you? well. Yeah. Oh, you... And I knew about this and forgot about it. And as soon as I stepped in the place, I went, oh, yeah, I remember. In Newcastle, Newcastle, mm. 
in the HMV there, the music shop, the record shop, in the basement, they've got about 10 pinballs and oh, really? a, a Goliath arcade machine. Oh, Unfortunately, yeah. the Goliath was turned off. Yeah. Uh, and it had an Austin Powers pinball next to it. See if I can remember some of the pinballs now. They had one that me and my wife were playing on nearly constantly was the Lord of the Rings, which oh, I really like. It's a great machine. It's really game, a, yeah. If I had enough money and enough room to afford some decent pinballs, that would be definitely one I'd get. Definitely. I get a feeling a lot of uh, people recently are getting into pins. They must have too much money, I think. They're expensive things to yeah. buy. Well, I mean, video games are okay if they're reliable, but if they keep breaking down and, you know... Yeah. I think the pinballs, especially the modern pinballs, are quite reliable. Yeah. And when things do go on them, they've got diagnostics to tell you, you know, this solenoid's gone, or this bulb's gone, or this flipper's mm. gone, and you can just go in there, go to the, the instructions, and just change bits over. Yeah. I think it's that simple. You don't want me to start taking one of those apart, do you? Oh, no, God no. There's, there's big vaults in there, and there's quite a lot of uh, items yeah. to look out for. But yeah, it was really good. It was quite a nice surprise. For me to go in HMV, I said, I was so you, pay, you had to put money into these? Or? Yes, yeah. yeah. I think it was pound for three goes. Yeah. It? It's pretty reasonable, I think. I'm surprised, actually. I was having this conversation with someone else the other day why there isn't more in pubs, actually, because they are popular. They you still know, are, yeah. I've been, uh, you know. One place I used to work uh, a few years ago, we went on a, a Christmas drink one lunchtime. Yeah. And went in a local pub, and the, the, one of the guys there knew the landlord and everything. Yeah. He, the landlord popped in. I think he used to work there years ago. And they had a medieval madness there. Yeah. And I was on it for about three hours. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, think, that's, that I think that's half a job of pubs today. They're very sterile places to be in these days. You yeah. know, I grew up in sort of pubs where there are bands and beers being spilt all over the floor. There'd be a pin in the, mach- in the corner. Maybe ma- yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. a pub, it was a pub. It was Big an jukebox, atmosphere. Ex- you know, yeah. Now it's just like more like a Starbucks. It's a coffee place. Uh, it's Absolutely. too sterile for me. Yeah, you get these these touchscreen uh, things yeah, on the wall. Football on and Ugh, on the screen. Yeah, yeah I mean, TVs. I don't go out and even to watch football. I watch it at home. I, I go out to have a, a chat with someone. Yeah, make friends, Entertainment, have a drink, you know, have a laugh. Yeah. Look at people, take the mick out of them, and all that stuff. Off a load of football fans now. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure they'll understand. But you know, some some pubs where, where there's a big match on, you expect loads of lads yeah. in there swinging lager, watching the big match. That's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I you like know. a big game of football, but I mean, I don't watch it religiously. But if there's something really big on, I maybe watch it. If it's a good game, but yeah. I don't want to sit in a pub all the time. No, no, absolutely. you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I imagine the atmosphere is pretty good. That sort of thing. Yeah, but you know, just if you wanted to go out on a Friday night with your mates. You want to chat to people, you want to say hello to someone on the next table. Yeah. Maybe play a game of Space Invaders against them, talk about that. You know, it'd be brilliant. And that's, I do miss that. I really miss that. The old tabletops. Even yeah. though people used to scratch the tabletops and we wouldn't have any of that nowadays. People always I mean, talk about it. Yeah. They always had drinks on there. They were having a laugh. Yeah. Beating each other up, mucking about when they, they lose a game, whatever. It was brilliant yeah. back then. Yeah, they are missing that. you sound actually. like you had a good holiday, mate, really. A lot of arcades. It, well, it wasn't really arcades. Well, you had to search for it. You yeah. To, you know. It wasn't the sort of thing I was... not well advertised, I would imagine, is it? No. I, you know, arcades nowadays are gone. But, I mean, every now and again, you look in a nook or a cranny. Mm. I've just remembered something. We was walking along, I think it was in, I think we might have been in Leeds. We were walking out from the car park, we just parked the car somewhere, and we were walking out into the main town, and I said to my missus, what's that up there? She went, what? And up in about a fourth, third or fourth story window, mm. there was a tiny little part of the window open I could see mm. in, I saw a Sega rally in there. Did you? Yeah. sit down <laughs> Sega rally, I saw it from miles away. <laughs> And it's just, I've got that eye. I miss it. You've got it on the mind. My wife thinks 
I, I must be some sort of savant or something, <laughs> where I can walk along and I'll see something. I'll go, what's that? And she goes, what? Yeah. I'll, I'll get towards it and it'll be like a tiny little... It'd be like a tiny little Nintendo, I know, cartridge or something. Because we was walking around another one of the towns, I can't remember which one it was, and it was a big local sort of round area, like some shops and marketplaces. Yeah. And um, I went, what's that in the window? She was, well, what now? Yeah. And I noticed there was a SNES in the window. And I think what it was, it was like a cafe with games for people to play while they're having a drink and oh, reading right. and all that sort of stuff. So it was quite a nice little I'm thing. I'm going to have to take you to a car boot on a leash and make you sniff out all the, all the console <laughs> <Yeah>. games. <laughs> oh, there's a snez over there. Hide yeah. underneath that load of books or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty good like that. Yeah, that, that quite surprised me. I sort, of, I sort of saw it and went, oh my God, my eyes are good. It's just yeah. that arcade eye, I you think. You got it on the brain. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was quite enjoyable. I did like it, though. did like it. And then you came back to a load of mess. <sighs> <sighs> Don't start on that. My house is a mess. I'm doing I've been working DIY. on Vic's house, doing a bit of building, and um, all the construction's well, done now. It's all to be putting back together. I love the smell of flooring in the morning. Oh, I really mm. don't. I've been flooring and painting. <laughs> oh, God, it's been horrible. I don't like it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wallpaper. I hate it. Anyway, yeah, none of that. Decorating shit. I don't want to talk about that. No. <laughs> The play Blackpool has also been on this weekend, yesterday yeah. and today, Saturday and Sunday. Um, I didn't go, you didn't go, unfortunately. No. I think it was a bit close to the South Coast Slam. And also I've been obviously busy with all that sort of junk going on. I've heard they've got some cool cabs up there. I have. Um, some of the ones I, I noticed on, uh, I think, one of the sites I was looking on, looking at some people's pictures. Mm. They had a Space Zap, old game. Yeah. Black Widow. Cool. Qbert, proper cab. I've never played on one of them. Power Drift. Power drift at the slam. Yeah, good game. One. Similar to uh, that's mad. Sort of pixelated roads, really fast. You know, I think is it yes. run on the same hardware as Space Harrier? I think it's yeah, similar to Space Harrier and Outrun. I think yeah, yeah you like can the next, see that. It's it was very a spiritual similar. successor from Outrun, Turbo Outrun, and then that one. I think. Yeah, yeah, you just go up and down over yeah, things. Yeah, I was looking well. at little God, it's so similar. Yeah, it was nice for that. That sort yeah, of it's quite good cool though. It's quite a fun little game actually. Quite enjoyed it. Another one they had there was Hot Rod. You ever played a four-player Hot Rod? Hot Rod, no. They had one in the barn years ago, the arcade mm. barn that Sean and Aaron used to run. And it's like, um, it almost looks like a, a quite a tall tabletop square. Yeah. And you've got four steering wheels around the outside of it, and you're looking down onto the track. Oh, cool. And it's a really cool little game to play with four players. It's what, really like nice. A, look, you're looking down like, yes, like top, championship top, sprint. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing, yeah. yeah. And it's a really nice game. Runs on the Sega System 18 hardware, I think, on floppy disks. But yeah, really good game. I think a lot of people got into that. Everyone was talking about that. Also, our friend John, Pac-Man 83, yeah. was there, and he got a kill screen on I Pac-Man. Know. I heard, yeah. Wow. He missed a key, I think, so he didn't oh, quite... God. But he's he always doing that. He's... How can he consistently get kill screens, though? He must be he's brilliant. We love John. He's a great guy. Yes. Shout out to John. Also, the guy Jesse from Storage Hunters was there, apparently. Do you watch Storage Hunters? Storage Hunters. It's right up your alley. The American film. Yeah, yeah, the show. He yeah, was yeah. over. Was he? Must he? Be, he must be a big arcade fan to come over. What for was that. he doing? An interview or something? I or? don't know what he was doing. There's a couple of pictures of him with people. Yeah, I've uh, watched a few of them, and after about 10 of them, I've had enough, to be honest with you. I think it's a little bit too contrived. It's a bit staged, but it's quite yeah, fun, though. Yeah, because the way they open up the door, it's, yeah. the way it's all positioned, everything inside. Yeah, you yeah. Think, oh, and and nearly know, every yeah. single person. Yeah. When they get a, a locker, they go into it and go, oh, there's some junk here and some clothes. Yeah. Oh, what's this in the corner just hidden yeah. underneath this? Oh, yeah, it's really expensive. Yeah, and then they go, oh, yeah, we'll get this for it and get that for it. What do you mean you get this for it and that for it? I mean, you haven't even put it on eBay yet. I mean, how do you know what you're going to get for <laughs> you it? You're just guessing mate. it. Buy it now, buy it now. What? 
Yeah, so he was there, which is quite fun, I suppose. Yeah. And they also had Oculus Rift there. Yeah, I played that. You've had a go of Oculus Rift? Yeah, I played it last year at Expo. Oh, really? Is it good? Um, it's okay. I mean, the game wasn't all that, but yeah, um, I sure. found that the, the actual um, virtual reality was amazing. Cool. And the fact that you didn't get uh, motion sickness... Oh, which yeah, has always yeah. been the case with Virtual yeah, Boy be, yeah. and, you know, the old Tomitronic ones. <laughs> Do you oh, those that? things, yeah. <laughs> I think I had a go on one of yours, like, They were like I? binoculars. Yeah, yeah, I remember you those. Had little it's shark attack and 3D tank attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, no, it was cool, mate. Oh, it definitely is going to be the future. Yeah. Because, you know, when you move your head, yeah. you was, before you used to get a delay... Oh, right. Now that now it's spot on, so when you move your head, everything oh, around right. you moves at exactly the same time, so you don't get that motion sickness. Sorry, Oop, my somebody mic's dropped just, the uh, mic. Mike's just gone. Never mind. Well, carry on. No one will notice. No. Honest God. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I mean, you probably need a little bit of twink, uh, tweaking, but um, I think yeah, it's the future maybe. Awesome. Uh, everyone was saying there was really, really good organisation this year. Because mm. that time we went about two years ago, mm. there was great big long queues outside one. They, they didn't really get the queues down. I think but see, it's a different venue this time, isn't ah, it? Which I I've see. never been to, the Blackpool yeah, one. Because this was the Blackpool one. Yeah. And the Manchester one, which is the one we went to, yeah. is on the 11th and 12th of October. So we may go to those, yeah? Think about well, it. possibly. I think possibly. so, yeah, There's yeah. a lot on this year. The next one I'm going to is Nurg in July. Yeah. You fancy that? Where's it's, Nurg? It's in Gateshead. It's miles away near it Newcastle. Away. But I've had really good reports on that. Okay. When I was in Newcastle, I'll give a shout out to this guy. I can't remember his name. But I went in one of the big... There's a big market there, an mm. indoor market. Really nice food market, meats and cheeses and all that sort of really cool stuff. Some, it's a really cool uh, shoe shop that sells lots of DMs and imported trainers and stuff. Right. I was looking at it and, and my eye saw it again. What's that over there? There's a little stall there in, in this little place and it was a guy selling console games and arcade... Well, he had a little bar top that someone had made. Yeah. Uh, it was for sale. It's a professionally made one. It's a really, really nice little thing, actually. I got talking to him and said, oh, I made one for my mate and we do a podcast, blah, blah, blah. And this guy was... He was a proper retro. Mm. He doesn't use eBay to right. sell his stuff. I said to him, oh, where do you get where you stock from? Do you get a lot from eBay? He said, nope, don't use it. I went, what? He goes, nope, don't use eBay. I'll never use email. Where's like, stuff from there? Joking. Just word of mouth. He's well mm. known in Newcastle for it. Mm. He had some really nice stock there. He had some really nice boxed in television games I saw. I bought some uh, Master System games for our friend, Leon, who's yeah. collecting Master yeah. System box games. I bought a few of them for him. Uh, he had loads of Atari 2600 games. Right. He, had, he had loads of DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff, you know, sort yeah. of things he'd sell as well. And um, I said to him, oh, is there any other game shops around here I can look at? He said, oh, nothing old. If you want retro, they'll just tell you to come here. Oh, really? So he it's hasn't funny, got a website either. He's got a monopoly. Because I would have I would have put a shout-out for him on our show notes for a website. But instead of that, I've put his phone number on there. If you're after <laughs> something particular... Really? Yeah. Well, he, he gave me he gave me his um his He's all right card. with that. Yeah, he gave me his business card. It's a business number. Yeah. So if anyone's after a particular console thing, give him a shout. He might have yeah. it for you. But yeah, he was a really, really nice bloke. I've talked to him for quite a while. Yeah, really cool. <laughs> Talking about that, then I went up to see Retro Game Base, which are good friends of mine in Streatham. Yes, I They've know Retro Game Base. Really, sold a few machines. Before. Really cool shop selling everything retro, video games wise. And they got a Pong in their shop, haven't they? They got a Pong display. How much is it to display or no, for sale? It's not for sale. Well, no. <laughs> I didn't think it would be. It's just a showpiece, and it's awesome. a very cool showpiece. Yes, nice machine, nice machine. But um, Joe and Tom, who run the shop, they're opening up a barcade soon. 
I uh, heard that. In June. Yeah, that's that's what I heard a yeah. while back. They're still well, plodding on with that, are they? Well, I went to see it um, when I went up there because they want me to do the build the bar for them. Oh, the bricks. someone has been busy while I've yes. been away. So I had a look at it, and uh, it looks awesome. It's an awesome location. Excellent. Where, Great, do we know where it is? Can you say Peckham. where it is? In Peckham? Yeah. So look out for Dale Boy and Rodney. <laughs> well, Peckham, Peckham's quite an up-and-coming place it now, is, isn't yeah. it? It is, yeah. The whole really surrounding nice area is very up-and-coming, cool. very trendy, so I think it'll do really well. Do you know when, sort of roughly? June, hopefully. Really? Yeah. Awesome. That sounds really so good. So that'd be really cool. And I said to him, you know, if you want, I can lend you Donkey Kong for the opening night, which would be cool. Yeah, that'd be nice, yeah. Yeah. Because I sold him my old Belfruit Galaxian. Yeah. Uh, and they had didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is yeah. it still okay then? Yeah, it's got it? all that going. Yeah. Oh, I bet they look nice together. Yeah, they've got a Tron now. I think really? as well. Um, they've got some really cool. No cabs. expense spared. Well done, yeah. guys. Brilliant. So I'll yeah. tell you what. I'll put their website on the show notes. Then. Yeah, that would be cool. What else has been happening in Vic? I was going to do some interviews via Skype with Jim Bagley Baggers, mm. who's a guy converting old uh, Z80 Spectrum games to arcade ports. You spoke to him. I have, yeah, but unfortunately, I haven't had time to set up the Skype business yet, and mm. we're going to do that in the future, I think. Because if I get a Skype setup sorted out, we can do interviews with people further afield. Oh, I was going to say, I forgot about that. I, you know, I met Jeff Minter. You met Jeff Minter. Met can Jim you explain Minter. to people who Jeff Minter is? Well, Jeff Minter is the uh, founder of the software company, Llamasoft. That's right. And he's made lots of games. Um, his most famous one, I guess, is Tempest 2000. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Let's go way back, way, way back, back, way back. Yeah, I've, known Jeff, I've known Jeff Minter games for a long, long time. Llamasoft are absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Go back to Vic 20 days when that was my first computer. <laughs> no, no, no. Vic 20s were brilliant, man. Vic um, 20s. I had a game called Andy's Attack, which was a Defender clone. When I was a kid, he this is the closest Defender. thing I could get to Defender. And mm. it's a really, really good port. He did. Attack of the. Attack Newton. of Mutant Camels. Yeah. yeah. He did a game called um, Laser Zone. Yeah. The Matrix. Yeah. Hover Bother. He's done a lot. A but, lot but, of but old computer people, games. But, but I mean, a, the more modern, yeah. When I say Tempest 2000, I mean, it's probably the most successful on the Jaguar. game. Yeah. That was I mean, the best game on the Jaguar. That carried that console. It did, yeah. It was the best game on the Jaguar yeah. by far. And he's brought out a new game. Oh, really? Yeah, for the PS Vita. Yeah. Uh, I think it's TXK, I think it's called. Oh, okay. And he, he let me have a go on it, and oh, it's awesome. Right. Oh, really? I like the fact that you can jump up. You know, you can oh, jump I out. Oh, I see. Like and a 3D look down and then still carry on shooting. It's awesome. Oh, I really enjoyed quite interesting. it. Interesting, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they, I think he's got a lot of backing from Sony. You know, oh so, nice. Um, he's doing really well. And he did say, I just, I did ask him. You know, be really cool to come up and interview. He's like, yeah, yeah. No oh, cool, excellent. So that'd be cool. We we'll have to head up there, mate. Do you know if Jeff ever did any arcade games? It actually well, arcade he worked games. for Atari in America. He was telling me. Oh, that is interesting. Because it, the funny thing was. There's another podcast called um, The Art Arcade Outsiders, and they were talking yeah. to the guy from Atari who did um, Major Havoc. Yeah. What was his name? God, I've forgotten his name now. But anyway, he was he he mentioned Jeff Minter there while he was working. 
Um, yeah. I think they worked on a few projects together. Oh, that's but he was in the console. That there were two separate, part, yeah, yeah. two separate buildings: the yeah. arcade section, and the console section. Yeah. And I guess you know the console guys were in a lot more money at the time than the arcade guys, as they were up and coming. Yeah. You know, this was on you know where the consoles were slowly to taking over. This was at the end of the arcade era, and Jeff Minter came in at that beginning oh right you know but he said to me he didn't like living in america he didn't like it oh right so he came he's, back. he's he's um i'm sure you forgive me for saying he's a hippie isn't he i was a total hippie he yeah. loves llamas and yeah. camels and yaks yeah. and that's all, all his games have got llamas in of yeah, some description psychedelic yeah yeah it? he did he did um a game called uh i think it was was it psychedelia yeah it was a sort of um it was like a, a video musical uh, thing that moved colours around. Done some really cool games. I mean, one of my favourite DS games. I think he guy is a legend was, in the um, true words. Space Invaders Extreme. He did that. Yeah. Oh and right. That is, that is he's trippy. been. He must have been programming for over thirty years yeah. now. He's been in because my Vic Twin I did in about nineteen eighty three. It's quite like funny watching him going around playing the games. He still his loves the games. Well, his favourite game was Defender, and he was, cool. he was playing that for ages. Oh, awesome. And he, yeah, I said to him, do you want to have a go on my donkey? He said, nah, I don't want to go on Donkey Kong. <laughs> he didn't, <laughs> didn't like, like Donkey no. <laughs> Oh, dear. Dear, oh, dear. We'll, we'll forgive him. We'll forgive him for being so good. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he did games uh, from from my earliest from memories yeah. of games. So, yeah, very respected programming, that guy. Yeah. If we can get an interview with him, because when you said you can get an interview with him on mm. Skype or whatever, I thought, oh, that's so good. I thought, oh, no, we're, we're you know, arcade podcasts. But he has done arcade ports. Yeah, he was inspired by well, exactly, arcade games. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, when we get it sorted out, we'll try and get him on. That Definitely. sounds really good. He's he's a good British programmer as well. Definitely, so that's mate. cool. Excellent. Definitely. Any pickups for you, Vic? I haven't bought anything for a long time, mate. Right. Um, I'm so busy and spending. I'm skint. Right. All this is costing me a fortune with the house. Yeah. But I'm going to promise myself I'm going to buy a wall mount machine. You know, we saw nice. a guy, our mate Greg, a little while ago. Went to yeah. see him. For that other cab, yeah, and we looked at his wall mount machine. Yeah, Atari interceptor. He did. That's the guy with the interceptor. Yeah, Rarest he had a wall horse. mount, and he said he'd possibly sell it to me. Yeah, so I might treat myself to that when I got enough money. Well, Retro Game Base have got one, and I, I spent yep. the whole time up there while he was working because I took a load of games up there. Yes, um, to trade, mm -hmm. and while he was working out the price for him, I just sat there playing that wall mounted cab, which is a German cab. Is that right? A lot of the wall mounts. I don't are remember German, them yeah. over here. No, no. I think in the German arcades, they they like to. Get everything to pack as much as they could in, and a wall. Yeah. You know, if they've got a blank wall, they want to put a machine on it. And do you know, what? I, I, it played really well. I really enjoyed playing. Don't you had a sixty-one on it? Oh yeah, but, that's but, ideal know, for I really it, isn't it? Vertical it, cap. Yeah, it had a scramble kind of uh, control panel. Yeah, which was quite unusual. Probably was an original scramble, I expect. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because a few games they were licensed the German ones. They were official, but they were licensed to other companies like yeah. Alvin Automatics and places like that. Mm. And I've seen a Donkey Kong before. I've seen a Scramble, I've seen an Astro Blaster. So these are the official licensed ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look very, very different but because they were yeah. licensed by other companies like the Zakari or Zakari. Was that an Astro Wars or something? Astro Belt? I not don't Astro know. Belt. Uh, it might have been an Astro Blaster. Astro I'm not, Blaster, I'm not sure, it. actually, but it was a fairly sort of generic yeah. sides. It had a nice yeah. nice display on that. That looked good in your, in your games room, actually. You need some big old bolts to hold it to the wall. Would you do? Would you, would you set it up for standing playing or sitting down? Yeah, I'd probably put it on a wall, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because I've got some walls where there's enough room to stand and play with mm. someone behind you playing a cab. Mm. There's not enough room for two cabs. So, yeah, I might, mm. might get three or four. <laughs> I'd like to a line up yeah so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat myself to that and if I'm feeling a little bit flush later on in the year I might treat myself to a 3D printer because you've sold a couple of cabs haven't you recently I sold no I sold one for my brother can you sell Dig Dug 
no, you no, sold, no, I sold a kangaroo. kangaroo that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So what's but going in for that place? That is going uh, a restoration of Moon Guardian, oh, that's and that's right. going to house my Konami. 80s classics games. Right, There's okay. 10 games on that. But um, I, I'd love, absolutely love to get on in there for a day mm. and fill in some holes in that cab, paint it a bit, put a monitor in it, you know, yeah. all that sort of stuff. But that's one pickup, actually. When I went to Scotland, um, my brother had an arcade cab he left at my mum's house when he lived there for a little while. And he said I could have the monitor out of it if it was what I wanted. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, it's probably 25-inch. And I went there. did It was a 19-inch monitor, exactly uh. what I wanted. So I whipped it out quick. Took a few pictures of it and sold it on UK Vac for him, like awesome. the next couple of days. So the guy who's got it's over the moon with it, even though it hasn't got a monitor, he's going to put a meme in it. My brother's yeah. over the moon, he's sold it. My mum's over the moon, he's got out of her shed. <laughs> Everybody a winner, <laughs> baby! So that's really good. That's about the only pickup I've had. I've, I've, I've been on, I've had a look on eBay, there's not much about it in a minute. I think you keep hoovering it all up. Well, I, I, we could talk about the cabs I've seen before we go on to what I've been looking at, but the cabs that I've been um, looking at on eBay, because there's yeah. been a few Get gems. your glasses on, old man, have a look. There's a few gems that have been turning up. Really? I haven't seen many, actually. Well, there's at the moment, there's a Pac-Man on eBay, and the last bid I saw was at 420. Oh, the, you only showed me the yellow yellow yeah. original Pac-Man. Yeah. That's got to go for 800 quid easy, you sure. 800 quid. It's in good nick. I think so, yeah. They're nice cabs. I think yeah. yeah, it's I a think classic, it isn't it? 800 at least, I think, yeah. Yeah. But there's been a few on the forum. Um, Which forum is that? On VAC, UK VAC. UK VAC, yeah. Um, there was a Burger Time cocktail sold at 600 quid. Oh, That's bargain. a rarer machine. It is, yeah. US only, I think, that one. I like that game. Not many people do, but I do I like love it, it. but I mean, it's got, very hard. Yeah, but I've got to... Do you know how to play it? Cause Rack you can, them up. Yeah, you can get them to Follow go up the ladder. Um, if you suddenly shoot up the ladder, if you're next to them, if there's a ladder near you, and you go up the ladder, they go up the ladder, and you can come back down, then go the way they've just been. Yes, they, so they follow sort, patterns, don't they? You can they? control it. And also, I watched a YouTube video that years ago, a guy getting over a million on it. Yeah. And what you can do is, when the idea is you, you shake them with your pepper to stop yeah. them, and you get them all bunched up together. You get like, you know, the five or six yeah, enemies a big together. sandwich out of them. And what you do is you bunch them up and they all follow each other. They don't, yeah. they don't split up like the ghosts in Batman. They follow each other. Yeah. So what you can do is you get them on the highest rung mm. of the burger and you drop them and you yeah. get massive, massive multiplied yeah. bonuses as they go down. And you can go along and do all other stuff while they're Oh, doing it's a that. cracking game. And the artwork on those cabs, are, especially on the, the, upright. the upright, is just fantastic. The side of the cab is actually shaped like the side of the, the hat of the, yeah. the cook, oh, the chef awesome. guy. Yeah, I really love nice. it. I love the game. Love the cab. There was a quantum on there on the on UK Vax sold at three thousand pounds. <gasps> I was going to say that's thousands. That's a really rare cat. Yeah, it's lovely looking. That's as another well. trackball yep, game. Another trackball game. Really, uh, really is it nice. A vector-based game. Yes, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Really nice. That's cab, a that weird is. one. Though, is you have to you have to do circles round. I think you have to spin objects. round things. Yeah, to to encase yeah. en encompass them. Yeah, I think so. There was a Joust seven fifty Euro one. And yeah. Sinistar. I think that went for twelve fifty. I love Sinistar. Such a cool game. Playing on yeah. the real cab, it is brilliant. Still gives me the willies, that scary voice. I am Sinistar. So, yeah, that was it on the forums and uh, eBay. But I guess you all want to know what um, my pickup was. What have you picked up? <laughs> what have you done now? Well, the long-awaiting Nintendo Battle Shark. Ah. How many of them do you now own? Well... The, just a minute. Hold on <sighs> a second. Let me just explain. Mm. These... 
six or seven foot long cabs <coughs> made out of steel, <coughs> which you can't fit in your arcade. <laughs> How many of them do you now own, dumbass? <coughs> I own two. Oh, my God. I might have so, to sack you and become the Five Pence Arcade Podcast in a minute if you don't yeah, yourself. Yeah, I felt, uh, yeah... Uh, so you've bought two. Why have you bought two, you crazy man? Right, let's let's start with uh, meeting up with uh, good old Alpha One. Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. Head on over to his place. Yeah, Alpha One. And, he's uh, the man. He's got yeah. one of the biggest collections in the country. Probably in the world, I would say. I mean, it's just wow. amazing. Yeah, Private yeah. collection, anyway. Yeah, I, was, I mean, he's got a lovely... Just in his house, he's got a small little room to the side there. He's got a lovely food fight dedicated which I've never played on absolutely I have. love the game it's really good um, the arcade barn used to have one I think he may still have it even what a dedicated yep <sighs> it's got a it's got an analog joystick in it which I did I made some um, there's these little parts on it that, that wear out called gimbals and I actually made him some fresh ones on the CNC machine oh, right and I made some for another guy as well who asked for some I sent them to him and um you can't really play it that well with a normal joystick, but with an analog, yeah, it is spot on. It's one of those games you've got to have the cab for. And do you know what? Now you've just said it, I may add that to my fantasy. Oh, it's a great game. League arcade. But you know, games. I was yeah. thinking it needs. You've got to have a cab. It, you have to turn around to fire, where it almost feels like, you know, you need another joystick like Robotron to play that game. It would work, in, yeah, in, in a way. Work. Do you know what I mean? Because but the game actually but, works but it, really well. It works as it mm. as it is because y- your eyes turn around when you, yeah. you turn, and it's it's a goofiest game in the world. Oh, it's I really really it, good. Mate. Isn't it? It's very it. very simple, yeah, but really good. No quarter did a review on it, so if anyone wants to know what it's like, listen to those guys. Yeah, yeah he had a Zaxxon, which was next to it. I think you'll find it's pronounced Zaxxon. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. Lovely no, cab, terrible game. I can't get the 3D business. Yeah. I think you've got to use the shadows it's to get line, but yeah, sort of, it's yeah. a hard game. And, hard game. And some lovely pins. But then, you know, he he showed me into his garage, which he just just ransacked with arcade machines. Wow. You know, can't even see the back of. Um, cool. But, you know... Did was, you manage to steal anyway? <laughs> no, he gave me. He gave me a lovely Donkey Kong Jr. PCB. Oh, right. Just, just sitting there. <laughs> nice bloke. <laughs> Thanks very much. Yeah, cool. Because you needed one, because yours has got a problem yeah. with it, hasn't it? yeah. Oh, awesome. I haven't tested it yet. I don't know if it works, but thanks I'm for sure that anyway, mate. Well, oh, nice one, Al. So, and then we headed on down to this warehouse, which is a uh, family-owned business, I think, where um, all of this stuff comes in. And uh, there were these two battle sharks sitting there on these pallets, all wrapped up, and they'd come from Germany. Yeah, yeah, we talked about the, that before, didn't we? Yeah, off the Dragon's Lair Forum, mm-hmm. which we believe, we're not 100% sure that they came from a military base in Germany, um, where the, the Yanks used them to, to for their entertainment. Did you just call our US cousins Yanks? Yanks, sorry. <gasps> Yankee doodle You can call us whatever you like. No, they're lovely, we love them. <laughs> and uh, they all, when the war came down, obviously they went back home, and these cows were just left there, mm-hmm. and when I saw them on, on the forum, I thought, oh my God, these are just... Unbelievable! I didn't even know they existed still. Time capsule. It is, mm. you know, and it was so exciting to go into this warehouse and just not knowing what to expect, really, because these are electrical mechanical machines that run a 16mm movie. I found out something about that. Did I you? read on one of the forums, I think um, Level 42, Andre. That's right. Level 42, he's yeah. He's from the Netherlands. That's right. And um, he was saying that there are two different films that's for right. it. That's right. There's one that's a sort of a seascape. Yes. And the other one is an airfield. That's sort right. Sort of a, an air battle going that's on. That's right. How interesting is that? So when we looked at them, and me and Alpha One brought, he bought one and I bought the other, okay? Yeah. So 
we had to go down together to decide who was going to have which, but what a difficult thing to decide because... Did you fight you don't know, over them? <laughs> you don't know which one's going to work, do you? Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, it's a difficult thing to say, oh, well, yours has got more rust than mine, and, yeah. you know, you just can't argue over something like that. So Did you just throw £50 notes at him? Like, I want them both, <laughs> let me have them. So we had a good look round the cab, and um, on first glances, it, it looked awesome. I mean, we just couldn't yeah. believe how... In what good condition they were in until we went round the back and you know my heart sunk and I just thought oh my god look at this there was a massive uh, hole and yeah. around that hole there was a load of efflorescence which is like salt yeah. um, which you normally get on masonry you don't usually get it on steel because yeah. salts get drawn in it's like capillary action it gets yeah, drawn yeah. in but steel can't do that you and your big so, words so it must be like it must have been up against something really damp Okay. For a long time. Are the cabs this- actually steel or are they aluminium? Well, no, it's aluminium. Aluminium. aluminium can um, react like that and you get spots. It looks pickled. Right. Maybe. I, wonder, I don't want to I don't think aluminium. it's Ali. No, it's definitely it's steel, steel yeah. Oh, okay. And, and there was, it can be sorted, though, there was a whole like size of a small football, I guess, yeah. in both of them. And one of them had been crunched at oh, the okay. front. So one was, I would say, a lot worse off than the other. Oh, a little bit ropey. But... We found the keys, we opened them up, and inside both of them looked factory new. Oh, nice. And that was a relief to see. Absolutely. Because, you know, these films, I would imagine, are quite delicate. You'd think celluloid would deplete over time. Yeah, but they looked complete. I knew what I was looking for, because I'd done a bit of research in it. I knew I had to look for a projector, the film. There was a sound disc on the wall that had to be present. Oh, okay. And sound disc? What yeah, it's like a little disc. I can show you the pictures. It's like yeah, a, I saw some a, of your pictures sent me. four inches in diameter. Oh, wow, weird. Which runs a sound. Because, you know, when you when the film runs and you shoot a plane, yes. you suddenly you get a movie of it crashing. So, ah. so whether the film's running on a loop and some it moves up and puts another film in wow. to show the f- of it crashing. This is all the electrical and mechanical bits going yeah. on, isn't it? Yeah, do you see what I mean? So Sounds it has good. to play another sound. Oh, right. So you get the sound of the plane coming down, and if you shoot it, then it has to run the sound of the crash. Yes. And it has to run the sound of it of the film of it crashing. And we're talking 75, 76 A here? bit later. What was it? Like 78, I believe. But still, yeah. So it is, on the, it is literally when Space Invaders came out, and it was, you know, this was like... Up to there, yeah. The crossover. Oh, right. And Nintendo really didn't know where they were going. It sounds fascinating. Point. I'd like to look at... Did you have a chance to turn the things on? No, we couldn't. Ah, oh, no. I bet that's no. killing you, isn't it? Not knowing. I'd, it wanna, is, I'd, wanna, I'd, I'd, I'd have a big, long extension lead and just turn and this on. is the reason why I kind of thought, well, we're going to have to get two of them, really. For one for spares... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I might, have, good to, I might have to break one down, to be honest with you, and just have one a spare, because oh, the other yeah. one was pretty crunched up at the front yeah could it be straightened do you think panel beat possibly sort of could I mean if sure I could find could a good home it. for the other one I'd be quite happy to let it go yeah but I'm sure someone will it's, yeah. it's very niche isn't it it is who's yeah. going to buy that well you'd be surprised we're still looking for electro- electromechanical forums or well this is why I asked you about earlier when you were talking about the museum would mm. they you know, talking about donating cash. Oh, right. Possibly. Maybe it's something I could do with that. I don't. I wouldn't but have thought they've got a team where you could work on it. That's the only thing. 
If but it was you, complete, I reckon they would probably have it. Yeah. But um, if it's but not then working, again, I wouldn't want kids going around bashing it about. You're not going to break a steel machine. But you know what? Here at the side of me here is the manual, which I found underneath the projector, which is at the bottom of the cab, because the projector shoots the film into a mirror that runs it up to a backdrop of a of ba- a, a plane. Back glass. Yeah. 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 I noticed that um, that looks like the mice have feasted on the front yeah, cover. Yeah, they've made that. a made a house out. House why do out Why do mice like living in arcade camps? Well, it's dry and warm, it. isn't it? <laughs> it's they like long, Nintendo yeah. ones. But yeah, and that was oh, it was unbelievable to see. But you know, they're not that heavy. All right, okay. Not much inside then. I did notice when I was looking at some of your pictures on there. We might have to post them on the show notes. Mm. Actually, the the reels of of sixteen millimeter celluloid went round and round That's and right. round, loads and loads of different yeah. pulleys and and wheels and stuff. I wonder why it does that. It's interesting. Well, again, though. it might be just to put different sections of the film in when when wherever you are in the game. Like cool. say, if you're going to crash, we shoot a plane down. It might have to swap over or something. Yeah, exactly. But, oh wow, it's interesting. So, enough about that. Enough of that. Enough of your mechanical shenanigans. <laughs> uh, feedback? Should we do a bit of feedback? Do old, the feedback, mate. Chum? You do it. We've had, a, we've had bits and bobs. Um, we've had three weeks there. We've had a bit. I must say, most of our feedback comes on the arcade forums we're on. We usually go on Jammer Plus forums and UK VAC uh, forums. Um, but we'd like to hear from people on other sources as well. Either Twitter, we're both on Twitter. It's all at the end of the show where our, our Twitter handles and stuff. Or go on our Facebook. Give us some likes. We don't really, we haven't really got that many likes on there. And what the ultimate thing was is to, for uh, people to give us some reviews on mm. iTunes. Mm. We want a million star interviews, or at least five. <laughs> Be nice. Yeah, just to show us what's going on. Because we've got quite a few downloads of people listening to us. Yeah. Um, but it'd be nice to have some some more interaction. Well, I've got one with guy here, Paul Stuntmaster on Mojo Interactive. He's got his own podcast. They do mainly modern games. Yeah, he oh, gave right. us a thumbs up. He listens to he listens to every one of them. Is that the guy you met at the car boot? Yeah, he recognised my voice. Oh, that really annoyed me. <laughs> do you know what? When I got that message through, I said to my missus, "Oh no!" She was like, "What now?" I was flipping Alex. She goes, "What's he done?" I went <laughs> again. He shows he's been. He's been recognised at the car boot. She goes, what do you mean? Well, I said, well, his voice was recognised from the podcast. She goes, oh, really? I said, yeah, he got him <laughs> flipping Retro Gamer before me. And now he's just been, oh, I hate you. You're a pain. We're partners in crime. Yeah, it's nice, though, to be recognised, isn't it? It must be a good feeling for well, someone he to recognise your voice. Well, he does know me. He did know me before this anyway. So, yeah, But, yeah, yeah he's, he's a cool guy. Thanks for that, Paul. What was his... Uh, podcast called again it's mojo interactive go and listen to it people if you like the modern stuff yeah i'll have a listen to that i think so i'm i'm well into the podcast because when i'm at work sometimes i'm running machines it's mm. a bit boring out to think i can do these things with my eyes closed sometimes so, yeah you know i like to just i don't want to talk to anyone have you heard work. retro asylum i haven't no oh, they're really good they're oh, english oh, oh, that sounds good oh, that sounds interesting english guys uh we had some some uh feedback from some of the guys on the podcast in america actually antic the Atari one, they gave us a shout out because that's cool. the guy I'm sending the Atari XEGS to. I've already sent it to him and he should be getting it fairly soon. He gave us a big shout out. Uh, also, the Intellivisionaries as well gave us another shout out. Um, the Intellivisionaries are getting really long. I mean, this is how good these guys are, these, these podcasters, because they were talking for over six hours. Six hours. Right? And their main, their main theme that week 
was baseball games on the television. <laughs> and I know... How can you make that last six hours? <laughs> well, they, they were talking about other stuff as well. It wasn't just baseball. They did, yeah. they did some interviews with the actual programmers, oh, right. which is brilliant. They're getting yeah. all these guys from 30 years ago. They're quite interesting as well. Yeah. But they've started taking the mickey out of themselves now by saying, you've now been wasting your life for two hours <laughs> listening to... And it's, it is really good. And they, they, they keep the interest. I'm not yeah. thinking, oh, I'll spin on an hour... You know, yeah. I won't listen to the rest of it. I've listened to all of it, and right. it's really, really good, yeah. And the Antic podcast, we've had different people on. They've had an Irish guy on there doing stuff over here and all this sort of stuff about Atari. And it's it's really good, and you don't seem to notice. You're not thinking, oh, this podcast is going on forever. Yeah. I noticed our one's coming on a bit long, actually, but hopefully not well, too long for people. Well, you know, we, we need to uh, do a long one this week. We haven't been... talked for well, nearly three weeks on no. the podcast, so yeah, we will. I've had some ideas for some longer podcasts, actually. Because people don't seem to moan at us for yapping on too long, so no. we'll keep going longer. Well, you I've know, had I'm some quite ideas. Happy. Yeah, an hour's like, cool. I did a little bit of research earlier. You know, we were saying about we should do a long episode one day. Mm. Well, I sort of said to you, oh, why don't we do all the games with space in the title, like That'd Space cool. Fever and mm-hmm. Space Invaders? Yeah. Let's do a little quiz now. Do you know how many space games are on my version, just of MAME, because obviously I can't pick up all the older cab games. Do you know how many space games there are? I reckon there's about 50, and I bet they're all from around late 70s, early 80s. I don't know about the dates, but there are actually 40 space games. And also, the other one is Super. The game's prefix Super. super. How many do you think there? This is going to surprise you. A hundred, and they're probably all Nintendo ones. <laughs> a lot of them are. 116. Right. So we'd have to split that into a few different... But the ones with spacing, we could do mini-reviews yeah. on all the games with spacing on our... Because we've both got yeah. the same main setups. Yeah. We'd do that one day. Well, it was a great fascination with space back in the late 70s, obviously, with the Lunar Landers weren't that long ago from that point. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, for, for kids growing up, that space was a cool... Space madness! Cool theme. Space madness! Yes, it is, actually. I do like the old space games. So that's an idea for the future, perhaps. Yeah. We have got a lot of ideas coming on. If you like these ideas, give us a yes or no. Yeah. And if you've got any ideas for some stuff we might want to do, original yeah. ideas, that would be great. We'd love to hear them, please. Yeah. Send them through. Jodo, Phil, one of the members on some of the uh, arcade forums we go on, he was told off by our friend Ol, Muddy Music, was he? for not listening to us. How he? dare you, Is Jodo? he listening now? He is, yes. And he likes yeah, what he hears. forced to listen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he likes it. He likes our easygoing style. Yeah. Well, we don't take ourselves too seriously. He likens us to a few mates chatting about the hobby. Yeah. How dare he? I'm, I'm the most not, serious man. I, no, I'm not, not your really mate, not. for starters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for that, Jodo. Pac-Man 83, John. There's mm. Pac-Man Superman. Seems to think we don't take ourselves seriously, which no. you've just said, so you must be right. I'll be dressing up in women's clothes for the next one. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've, because I've got quite long hair, I might have to go as um, Billy Mitchell one day, because he's got a massive kipper tie with yeah. uh, the UK flag on it rather than the American flag and do that. Sean Holly, who's been following us, uh, he follows our games and plays them along with yeah. us. Cheers for that, he's Sean. Hardcore. He is, Sean. he's flipping good as well. He's, he's been playing Jumping Jack with us, and he's got... got over 100,000, didn't he? On Jumping Jack? Yeah. No, 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 no. 77,185 oh, right. so far, and he's managed to loop the game as well. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, he seems to be uh, doing well. And, you know, I gave him a in-your-face Sean Holly, which is going to be, like, the new thing now, if we beat him. <laughs> 
on iron on iron horse. He's actually beaten my score since then. Really? He's been playing it since. I think he's up to 134,000. Oh, my God. So he's doing really well on that. Really well. How do you like that so much, Sean? Oh, he's, he's got good taste. <laughs> Iron Horse is a great game. Benson Rad, who's quite a new listener now. Yeah, I met Ben. Yeah, thinks That's we paint a good mental picture. Mental, he maybe. Up to me picture, at the South maybe Coast not. Slam. Yeah, all yeah, right. That's pretty cool, yeah. Oh, nice one. It's good to meet people, isn't it? You, Definitely. You put, put, you face put uh, faces to yeah. names and this sort of thing. Yeah, it's nice. But you know, I met a lot of guys at the South Coast Slam. One in particular, Jim, Jim yeah. Ray, who was on my Donkey Kong all day long. Oh right, He's not on any of the forums. Didn't beat my score though, did he? Mm-hmm. He, got, he got on. He got on the board. Oh, did he? Yeah. That's, that's, it must be eighty odd thousand, easy. No, he got two hundred. Uh, no, he got one hundred and eighty odd. So oh, he's a pretty good player then. He's very good. Yeah. What's his forum? He's name? got a Donkey Kong machine himself. Oh, okay. Do you know his forum name? He's not on the forums. Sort of oh saying. wow. Yeah. It's it's weird. You meet some yeah. people who are in such a niche subject like us, collectors, yeah. and they're not on any forums. So no. where do they get their bits from? Where do they get their cabs exactly. from? Exactly. You think, you know, Bizarre, join up it? and, you know, join the rest of us nerds. But Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's like, too, you, co- hope he's you put too them cool on. for that, obviously. Yeah, I hope you put them onto some of the forums and some of the places where yeah, they get yeah, our stuff did, from. Yeah. And the podcasts as well, maybe. Yeah. Excellent. You know, what one else, another thing I was reading on Kotaku earlier, which is a good source for arcade news, is in Japan... Hmm. They're increasing their sales tax from 5% to 8%. That might not sound too interesting to us, really. Because mm. if you bought something in a shop, they just raise it 3%. You know, the mm. tax are raised. If something's a, uh, 100 yen or 105 yen, then that'll be 108 yen. But there's a problem with arcade machines. Because in Japan, when I went there as well on my honeymoon a few years ago, all the cabs there are usually a 100 yen piece, which is about the same size as a 10 pence. Everything's 100 yen. In today's money, in our money, that's 58 pence a game, which is quite reasonable for, you know, games nowadays. But they can't really do anything with their coin mechs. You can't have a 110 yen game because people wouldn't want to put two coins in because a 10 yen piece is... make it a round number. Yeah. So these arcades are going to miss out now because they've got to pay the tax still to the government. So hopefully the government isn't putting too much of a clamp on, on arcades because arcades in Japan are still going quite strong. Yeah. You've got the Taito Game Centre. Well, there and is, because I follow places. Capcom on their, on when they tweet. Yeah, I bet and they've been going on about it. They've got it, some cool games coming out for the arcades. Yeah, yeah, modern games. You know, yeah, modern stuff. So the arcade is still the, still the main alive, place to play. believe it or not. Yeah. But it's in a different kind of way. I mean, obviously in places like Japan and Korea... Yeah, still yeah, really massive absolutely over there. it is, yeah. They, they have new games coming out over there that we don't even see. Yeah, it's just different culture. There was a game I played there called U-Beat, J-U-Beat, yeah. and it's a rhythm game, and it's absolutely phenomenal. If I ever won a load of money or could do what I want, mm. I would import two of these things for me and the wife to play on. We absolutely loved it. YouTube it, U-Beat, J-U-Beat. Have you seen the one with the urinals where you have the... the oh, the Sega one. The Target. That's a bit odd, even for us. <laughs> Maybe uh, Retro yeah, I mean, Obscura should do that. You know, if you've got a long... If you've a few pints, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it just passes the time. Enough, move on. <laughs> I want to see one for the actual toilet for your number twos. Oh, stop, <laughs> you horrible man. You're getting sacked. We are becoming the Five Pence Arcade Podcast. So that's it for the feedback. We've not had much on the tweets, really. I think Andrew Driver said... I sort of said to people, I'm sorry, we're going to be a week late, and he, he chastised me for that a little bit. Yeah. So I banned him, obviously. Yeah, but he can come back now. He can come back. So let's get on to the game of this week. Jumping Jack, which I chose. You did, because uh, it was it was, a free, it was a listener one, and I asked you was to... Was it? That's yeah, right, it was. pick one. Yeah. Which is, and you chose well, my son. It's a favourite of mine. Mm. I do like a bit of Jumping Jack. It's a universal game. 
Mm. Same guys who did Mr. Do and all the Mr. Mm-hmm. Do series do and the know. Cosmic Games, the old 80s right. Cosmic Games, the early late 70s, early 80s Cosmic Games. I also found something quite funny. You'll have to look at this later on yourself and I encourage our listeners to go and find a picture of it. There's also a Gottlieb pinball, an old electromechanical pinball with the same name, Jumping Jack, right? Because there's not a lot not on... the same game, though. No, no, no. It's a pinball. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, not no, it's, not, it's not based on the same thing. No. no, no, completely different. And it's on the back glass. It's hilarious. It's it's a 1973 pinball, which is a good year, the year I was born. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious on the back glass. In the middle of it, there's a, um, a jack in the box with this really creepy jack in the box flying out of it. And all round him are massive busted ladies. Oh, <laughs> I, very I, odd. I trip you not. It is, it's a really funny backlash. I just looked up, I was looking on cloth at Jumping Jack and it had listings of eBay of things to do with Jumping Jack and obviously it was wrong. We're talking was, about pins again. Yeah, pinball. <laughs> and it was, and I looked on it and went, oh my lord, those ladies are quite top heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's true old sort of cheeky 70s yeah. sort of Carry painting. Sort yeah, of that, almost that sort of thing. Have a look at it. It's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Have a look. It's really funny. Anyway, back to our game. Uh, Jumping Jack, 1984 from Universal. It's a four-way joystick, one button. It's got two Z80 CPUs, which is quite big CPUs for the back then, and four SN76496 blah, blah, blah sound mm. chips and all that sort of business. Sorry, what year did you say? 1984. 84. Good See? year. Very good year. I loved 1984. So I remember that year yeah. really well from school. I had a right laugh at school. Van Halen, 1984. Great album. And a good book. Is it? I don't know the book. Get out. (laughs) Anyway, this game consists of you. You're a jumping jack. You're this little fella with a white hat on. As in the name, you jump a lot. That's all you can do. You can't walk anywhere. You jump. Mm. If you press the fire button, you'll jump up in the air and back down. And if you move the joystick, nothing will happen. If you move the joystick and press jump, you will jump that way. Left, right, up and down. In all the levels, there are seesaws of some description going up and down. And when you jump on one, you'll land on the seesaw and you'll go up and down with it. They're sort of moving on their own on a pivot point. Antagonists in this game are monkeys. Mm. Pink monkeys and white monkeys. And what you've got to do here is toss monkeys off. Of the the seesaws. (laughs) If the monkey lands on a seesaw, he'll sit there for a little while. And you jump on the seesaw, he'll fly off. You'll toss him off. He'll fly off and land on the floor. So you get rid of him and you get points for doing this. And there are also white monkeys, which you get more points for, and I'll get onto that bit later on. There's, they're special, these white monkeys. There's not many of them. And the pink monkeys walk around, and if they jump onto you, they'll knock you off. You'll lose a life. Or if they, if you're jump, if you're sitting on a seesaw and they jump on a the seesaw, they'll yeah. fly you off in the air. Yeah, if you jump up, yeah. they'll miss, and then when you land, they'll jump up. So, so the idea is never to be static on a monkey. Right. Always jump onto it. If you're second to jump on there. That's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when you jump in, there's six levels in every level, horizontal Mm. levels. And as you get to the end from left to right and then right to left and left to right, as you go up to the level, there'll be like um, a log you Mm. you stand on. You won't jump, you'll stand on it. And you can't knock the monkeys off these things. And you can't be on the same log at the same time as a monkey. But as they're jumping off of it, you can jump across. You can sort of miss them in midair. So you've got to get the hang of not landing on a monkey and then not landing on you. You've got always got to jump to knock one off. And as you go along and up the levels, you get to the very top, 
and then you'll get to the exit. Yeah. There is a timer, which times it goes from, I think, 8,000 down to zero, but you, it loses 25 points every time, and it goes down quite quickly. And if you run out of time, you will lose a life. You die. The idea is to get to the top, and there's treasure at the top, and you get the bonus for all the main bonus seconds that are left over. That's one way you can die is get hit by uh, a monkey. There's different things that can knock you off the platforms as well. And eat Little moles, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, that are bouncing things off. There stuff. are secrets in this game. Did you find any secrets? No, I didn't. I've known any secrets because I've played this game quite a lot, and I've found them all out myself. I didn't cheat. Or like you say, cheat on YouTube, whatever. I knew all these. Googled things. it. No, no. I tell you what, mate. <laughs> I defy you to find anything on Jumping Jack by Universal on eBay. Yeah. On or sort of on the internet, there is nothing. Mm. I, I honestly, there's nothing, nothing at all. There's a clove entry, which shows you what the cab looks like, which yeah. is a standard sort of Universal game. It's a real psychedelic Universal cab. But it was the same thing as you got Mister Do, Mister Do's Castle, Mister Do Unicorns, all these sort of games. And so nothing special about the cab. And also with the cocktail version, it was the same cab they used for all their games. Yeah. Nice looking, but very generic. I like looking. the Universal cabs. They're pretty colourful, but they're yeah. generic. You know, that, yeah. they used that for everything. There wasn't special yeah. graphics or whatever for it. Let me run you through the levels. Level one, it's called Monkey's Hill. And me being anal as I am, they spelt monkeys wrong. Sorry, Universal. Mm. They're Japanese, we'll let them off. There are six levels, as I said, horizontal levels in, in every level. And the seesaws go up and down. You can also jump on mushrooms. So, if you jump on a mushroom, you'll jump straight onto it and then off of it, or bounce you off onto the next level. And if you meet a monkey in midair onto the mushrooms as well, you won't get hurt as long because oh. you can't you can't stay on the mushroom. They bounce you straight onto the next yeah. part, and you go go from left to right, then right to left, blah blah blah, up to the top. And at the top, there's the hard bit, which I I think everyone finds difficult yeah. on the first level. It is too hard for the, the first level. There's these little natives. We call them natives. They're a little bit offensive, but we'll let them off for that. It was a long time ago, all that. And uh, they, they, these natives come out the side of the left-hand side of the screen. They'll throw a rock down, and the rock will land and fly across and hit you. And if you get hit by it, it's sort of a comedy style. You'll get squished to the rock and fly yeah. along with it. Yeah. And the idea is to time it, not to get a monkey, knock you off, and you've got to jump over the rock and mm. then quickly get up and get to the top. There's a lot going on at the top. There is a lot. It's, it's the, the top bit is the most difficult part of it. The secrets on this level, let me run you through the secrets. If you go up to the third level and wait, as you said, a little mole will come out of a hole. There's mm. two holes. There's one there and one on, on layer four. He'll come out of the hole. If you come down at him, he'll run away back in his hole, and that's it. If you wait there, he'll come out of the hole, he'll go onto one of the, walk across to a platform, and he'll do a little jig, little mm. dance. And then if you come down, he'll run back, but he'll leave a big pot of cash behind him. Oh. The cash is worth 5,000 points. If you go, if you keep going and you don't wait on the third level and you keep going to level five, the layer five, another mole will come out and do exactly the same higher up. If you then go back track, yeah. you can get two lots of gold for 5,000 at a time. So you get 10,000 points possible. But you've got to do it quite quickly. You've got to wait. You've done that. And yeah. I didn't do the second one because you learn out of time if you're not careful. But on the first one, I always wait for the first one. You can one. do it on the first layer. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry, on the first layer. The right. second one, you've got to go up and wait for ages. And there's loads of monkeys coming at you. So you, I never normally do that one. So it's possible 10,000 points mm. right there. Yeah. And as you get to the top, you know where the boulder is? If you wait where the boulder comes down at you, and you, as the boulder comes down, you jump to the left and go out of the screen. You go down the hole. And you come back up with a big cash again, another 5,000. Uh, you can do this twice. Right. 
So it's possible 20,000 points alone in bonuses. So you're getting around the bowler by doing that as well? Or you're just getting an extra bit of cash? Just an extra bit of cash. But yeah. half the time I don't bother because I normally get killed by the flipping exactly? bowler. Yeah, no. you got it's, it's risk and reward. Like we always like talking about risk <laughs> yeah, and reward. Yeah. And then when you get to the top, you do the level, etc. So that's the, the secrets on that level. If you can get off that level as yeah. well. Yeah, if you try and do... If you try Jeez. and get the gold three times, you come back with a big skull. Yeah. And you don't get the money. You just get nothing after that. It's only that you do it twice. So that's level one done. <clears throat> Easy. Yeah, it says. right. Two, it hasn't got a name for the same. I call it a rhino level. There's the same six layers again as usual. But on the left-hand side, there's four rhinos coming out. And mm. they butt the platform that you stand on. Yeah. And it got... sort of shakes. And if you're standing on that platform when they butt it, it will knock you off as well as the monkeys knocking you off as well. So what you've got to do is get on the platforms, wait until he's knocked it, then jump on yeah. and get to the top. It's quite easy. Two's easy, yeah. Yeah. Do you get the secrets on level two as well? I didn't get any secrets. Oh, no. mate, you've not looked. Right. I just rushed to get through the levels like I normally do. The secret on the <laughs> rhino level is if you stand on the platform as the rhino's butting and jump up in the air so you miss the butt and then jump on his back, he runs off the level, takes you off the end of the level to the left. Yeah. And you come back with a big bag of cash again. Mm. You can do this twice. If you do it a third time, you come back with a skull and he looks all scared and you don't get any points for it. So that's that one. So you get to the top again, that's it. Level three, do you get to level three? I got to level three. Oh, well done. Good. It is difficult, this game. Yeah. Level three is called the Massacari, because they are masochists, these guys, these natives. Um, it's the same level again, same sort of thing, jumping on these platforms, but at the side of the screen, on, on both sides, every now and again, these guys will throw a spear at you. Mm. And if you get speared in the head, it's quite funny because he looks all scared and he falls yeah. off and you die and lose a level. You can jump over the spears, though. And as far as I know, there's no secrets on this level. So you just do that level. And level four is called the Lake Fats. You're in sort of a water thing. Do you get a level four? No, I didn't get to level four. Level four has got the best music. It's got really cool sort of synthesized music on it. I really like the music on it. And this is um, it's the same, but you, instead of got on the seesaw, you've got logs you jump mm. on and they sort of tip up and you can knock the monkeys off doing this. And when you get to a certain bit, there's a you don't actually have to jump on it, but there's a turtle coming out the left-hand side. Guess what? You can jump on his back. Right. You go out the left-hand side of the screen, he pops you back with a big pot of cash again. You can do this twice, and it's quite funny. On the third time you try and do it, because I was trying to point scale a little bit when I found out this years ago, he comes back with a, a big fish bone, like you a big fish skeleton. Worth nothing. Worth nothing, so you don't get any points for it. So that's... that's then saying, no, you've had your 10,000, I'll hop it. <laughs> so you do that. And also, as well as the the monkeys trying to knock you off, there's these big piranhas. They come in mm. twos, and they come towards the screen at you. And if you get hit by the big piranha mouths, you lose a life there as well. Level five is the last level. This is the, I call it the birds and caverns level. You get up to the, your goal, which is Mount Opal, apparently. It's the same thing again, as usual, same kind of game. But there's a bit where... In this little caverns, like a tube of a cavern, and when you're in that cavern, you can't jump. So if you get caught by a monkey in there, you've had it. Mm. You get hot, you hit by the monkey, and you lose a life. So what you've got to do is time going through the caverns, and then jump out when a monkey's coming towards you. And also, there's these birds, almost like Donkey Kong Junior birds. They come from left to right, and they fly at you quite quickly. They look like vultures. Yeah. And you can jump over them, like the spears. Same okay. mechanic as the spears on on level three. Uh, and you get to the top, and then you've done your goal. This is right. the game done. And what you see then is a little cutscene of Jumping Jack going up to Mount Opal. He goes in a sort of cave entrance. Yeah. And in the cave entrance, weirdly enough, is like a fruit machine. The reels on a fruit machine, like on um, on uh, Mario swimmer. 3. Swimmer. 
Yeah, same sort of thing as that. Yeah. Same sort of um, the reels. And you jump on the reels, and it stops a reel. And if you get three of a certain object, or you get bonuses. I think the best bonus is the diamonds. I can't remember or the cherries. I can't remember. And you get a bonus, and it says, you know, well done, you've done the game, whatever. And then you start again. You loop mm. around again. But it's the monkeys this time on the loop. Instead of just doing their normal pattern of sort of jumping, walking a little bit, and jumping across to where you are. They'll come back. They'll jump back. So if right. you're, you've just watched a monkey jump past you, you think, oh, that's okay. It'll jump back onto you. So really, 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 really hard. It does get hard. And guess what? On the se- on the second loop, guess how many rocks are at the top now? There's two. So, yeah. I, I actually did it the other day. I did the loop and did the first level again. Mm. And But the two rocks are quite hard to sort of negotiate. You've got to negotiate it with jumping on the monkeys as well. I would imagine, yeah. Yeah. So hang on, so what about the extra thing like you've got a Mr. Do at the top there? How does that work? Funny you should mention that. Yeah. It's exactly the same as Mr. Do. Mm. On Mr. Do, the monster comes out with a, a letter in his mouth and if you get him, you get the letter. Yeah. Did you manage to get all them? Yes. Get an extra life if you do this. The way you get the letters is there's a, a sort of cursor going over the letters slowly at the top. And say it's on X, yeah. and you knock a white monkey off, Right, you get the X. Uh, so the idea is to wait until you get the next yeah, letter so you need to light up. I mean, God, you've got to be so good at that to yeah. get that. It's sometimes you get it by accident. You sort of do it, and it, the game stops. You go, what's going on? And yeah. that, you're completely level. Uh, Wherever you are, you're completely level. Oh, right, if you get the and you extra. get this really nice little cutscene with Jumping Jack, jumping on these little levels down to the bottom of your screen, and you get an extra man. And it says, it's, it's a really nice message. It says, uh, I think it's something like, you know, well done, congratulations, you've got an extra jack, have a nice game. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice little sort of message, and you get an extra life for doing that. It's quite difficult to get it, because when the white monkey, you've got to watch the white monkey doesn't jump onto you when you're just about to get him on the letter you want. But when you, you jump onto him, normally the letter you want moves, mm. and you get the letter you've already got, and you don't get anything for that. So it's quite difficult to do it. There's also lots and lots and lots of cherries in this game. Universal must have liked cherries for some reason, because Mr. Do, yeah. And you get 500 points for a cherry. Sorry, you get 1,000 points for a cherry. You get 200 points for knocking a pink monkey off. And you get 1,000 points for knocking the white monkey off. You also get 10 points for every jump you take. Every time you jump and move, you get Mm. 10 points every time. Like Pac-Man when you get a pill, you get 10 points every time. And if you get the bonus... um, Bags of cash, like I said, you get 5,000 points for those. And then when you do the level, you get whatever's remaining in your pot of bonuses at the end. A lot of points to be had then, isn't there? Pot, what do points make? Prizes. Yeah, they do indeed. Not many prizes. You didn't get many prizes. So what sort of prizes did you get on your scoring? Score-wise, I didn't get much, man. You got 28... um, Million? 28,185. You burk! It's a level three. Yeah. So I really, really wanted to like this game. I kind of did like the game, but I just find there wasn't a lot to it. But now you've gone into it in a lot more depth. If you know the there's secrets, a lot more, yeah. I guess, than meets the eye. But I still find it quite a linear game. There wasn't much scope and where I could go and what I could no. do my way. It's on rails. You've you got know. to follow the pattern, and you've but got even, to do it fairly quickly. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, you run out of time. Yeah. I mean, even with like a simple game like Mr. Do, which I think is a better game from Universal, there's a lot more freedom yes. within the screen to do what you want to do. Well, you say that. If you know how to play Mr. Do properly, and I've mm. seen guys playing it properly, there are certain rules. Yeah. And people play it the very similar, the same way. That's how they do it. They just get in a routine. Well, that to me but, is boring. Yeah, the way we play it, we don't get a very yeah. high score, but we have fun playing it. Yeah. You know, you can do stuff. 
My score was 95,900. Excellent. In your face, Sean Holly, again. You Googled it. No, I didn't. <laughs> but my best in the past is over is 114,000. That's quite impressive. When yeah. you loop the game as well, you always know you've looped the game. When you put your name in at the end and you see the scores, you mm. get a cherry under your name if you loop the game. Right. I presume if you loop it twice, you get two cherries, but I don't think I've ever done that. Yeah. So, what like do you think of the graphics in the game? I like the graphics. Well, I was quite surprised when you said it's 84. Um, I would have said maybe 82, 81 for a game like that. It's, but, it's but, quite old school graphics, but they're lovely yeah. and colourful, aren't they? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the graphics. And that's what attracted me to it. I remember you, you had it in your cab in your arcade. Yeah, I I've got bored of it. And yeah, I actually yeah. quite enjoyed playing it there. I didn't get off the first level at your arcade, but, um, yeah, I want, I really wanted to enjoy this game and, yeah. I don't know. I just found it a little bit too linear. That first level kills people. I yeah, think I they should have put that as level five, I think, because all yes. the levels after that are quite quite simple. They really are yeah. quite easy. Uh, doing that at the start, I think they kicked themselves. Really, that's probably yeah. why it wasn't so popular. Because yeah, once I got through that, two and three were quite a breeze. Yeah, yeah, got absolutely, that and quite enjoyed it. Yeah, the, the sprites were nice and bright, very colourful. Thought the characters were quite cute. And, Did you uh, notice the funny thing about charming. the monkeys? I only noticed it tonight. No. They've got little white bottoms. Have they? <laughs> yeah, they have. <laughs> the pink monkeys have. Because tonight, before I come out, I was rushing to get here because I've been so busy today. I was playing the game just quickly on MAME because I wanted to just pause the screens and then write mm. down my descriptions of the screens. Mm. And I just got that level one. Just took me ages to get. I was flipping level. In the yeah. end, I started using the save states on MAME just so I wouldn't get killed and start again. So they've got a thing with monkeys, haven't they, the Japanese? They do, but I like games with monkeys in. Yeah. Games need I'm more monkeys. By them. Yeah, you yeah. are actually. Games need more monkeys. Actually, I didn't know until recently. Did you know that Donkey Kong Free? Yes. That is actually supposed to be Donkey Kong Junior. The artwork of Donkey Kong Free is supposed to be Donkey Kong Junior as a teenager. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I see. What it's the... not Donkey Kong or Donkey Kong Junior. Like that's he's like a baby there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But that's supposed to be him as a teen. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Because that came from an old Game & Watch, didn't it? Yeah, it's uh, Greenhouse. Greenhouse, yeah. yeah. Sort of game. Good game. But you can see he's got the spiky hair. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like a teenager, I guess. Oh, right, that's interesting. But yeah, they definitely oh, had a fascination with uh I did not monkeys. know that. Yeah, cool. Yeah. But, you know, the the game... Um... What about the music? I really like the music on this game. It's got good little yeah, ditties. Yeah, it was all right, it was all right mate. It was all right. Um... It's one of those games, I think you either love or you hate. Uh, because I didn't that, hate it. Because that flipping first level. Yeah, that's really too puts frustrating. It was too frustrating. I, I got into this game first. Uh, I had a 48 in one, the old yeah. 48 in one PCB, which was really, really popular. And they brought a revision of it out, and that's what everyone's got now, the 60 in one. Yeah. Where quite a lot of the games is just revamps of Pac-Man. Yeah. And revamps of Gallagher and stuff like this. But, they added Jumpin' Jack onto it. Yeah. I don't know why they did it, because it wasn't a very popular game. And most of the games on the 61 are really popular. Your Pac-Mans, your Space Invaders, your Donkey Kongs, that sort yeah. of stuff. And for some reason, they put Jumpin' Jack on there. Yeah. So, thank you, the Chinese, for yeah. doing that, because I wouldn't have known about it otherwise. Well, you know, we're constantly discovering new games that we like. I mean, that I never played back in the day, like Zookeeper. I really, really love that game now. I never played that back in the day, and I was really hoping that this would be another one, but it didn't quite do it for it me. didn't quite grab you. It didn't quite. I mean, no, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Oh, no. um, and I really wanted to like it, but I just thought, it just hasn't got enough for me in it. Yeah, that's cool. But I think it was just because it was that little bit too linear. 
in, you know, you've only go left, right and jump yeah, yeah. and that was it. And you had that path that you had to go along. And it pushes you along because of the timer as exactly, well. Exactly, You've got yeah. to do it. You can't just stand about grabbing points and points I don't like being scattered. pushed along. Don't push it. <laughs> no. I understand that. I, yeah. I quite agree with that, yeah. But, you know. But I, I think they really kicked themselves with that first level being yeah. too hard, I think. I, I'm sure... Well, you'd think when they play testing, they put maybe the Japanese didn't play test games as well as or, or as the same way as Americans did yeah this is like the end of the crash and everything because Americans would actually put a game out for a field test and they'd keep yeah. an eye on it and yeah. keep an eye on the earnings it made and, and listen to what the kids said you know oh it's too hard so did Mr. That- Do come out before this yes yeah, Mr. Dew's That was a big two, hitter, wasn't it? It must have been. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Dew was a massive game. Yeah. yeah. You can see where the graphics come on. The graphics are very similar. They've got the cherries and the extra yeah. bonuses and all this sort of stuff. So it's very similar-ish yeah. must in have design. Flopped, then. Big time. Must have done. I would think so, yeah. yeah. But it's a hard game to find. I think You've got I've a board, haven't you? I've got a board, yeah. Thanks to Julian yeah. from the Uni Jam game. Plus yeah. Unigame. game. When he, he was given a lot of stuff from... Um, the Electrocoin mm. company, which he's, he's, he's really mad into Electrocoin, he was given a load of boards. He didn't know mm. what they were. Electrocoin had a big thing with Universal. They used to import a lot of their games over, I think. Mm. And they had a lot of their early boards. Mm. And they, because Electrocoin used to make these, um, different jammer cabs and they used to make their own marquees for them because they were mm. licensed. Mm. And I've actually got a jumping jack marquee, thanks to Julian again. And I asked him ages ago, oh, did you have, would you have a jumping jack board in your... And mm. he looked for it, and he found me two. Unbelievable. One works, which I, I play, yeah. and the other one doesn't work. And if I ever get it working, I want to give it to our friend Eric, Hooray Banana, because he really likes the game as well, and his students... So you don't see these come up very often at all? No. When I was in Japan, I went into G-Front, the arcade shop, one of the arcade shops in Akihabara, mm. and I, I sort of said in a bit of broken English... Um, have you got jumping jack? And they're going, oh, jumping jacku. And yeah. he tapped away on a computer and obviously got a load in the back. And he went, yeah. oh, okay. And he showed me on the calculator how much he wanted for it in yen. Yeah. Right. And it was a hundred thousand yen. Which is And that much. was like 860 pounds at the time. I was like, um, I'll leave that. This is what I mean. Some of these Japanese collectors will pay a fortune. They do, yeah. I think they want all their old games back now. They do. Because a lot yeah. of them went away to America and the yeah. UK and Europe and stuff. And I think they, well, Andy Wilbon was telling me, you know, a lot of this Nintendo stuff that I collect said so they, they, they pay a fortune for it. Yeah, absolutely. Really Especially would. the named games, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw some games running there. Which I'd seen in the UK years ago, like Space Invaders clones, and they want a thousand pound from. Yeah, it's mad. You know, it's crazy stuff. But you know, it's the older sort of stuff they like. Yeah, well, that's what we're into. Do you know if the game was ported to any consoles or computers? The game what uh, wasn't ported to any computers or consoles at the time. It's quite a difficult one to find this, but there was a game called Jumping Jack, which wasn't the same game released by Imagine for the Spectrum. Also come out on Atari 800XL and the Dragon 32 computers, but it's a totally different game. Right. This never came out, as, well, as we know it, no. So what about the cab, then? It's a it's, um, generic universal cab. Yeah, it's there's nothing much to it, really. There's no. nothing much to it. What I wouldn't the have cocktail? it. cocktail? Yeah, the cocktail's one? a little bit nicer, but it was exactly the same cocktail as they used for their Mr. Do's and yeah, all the other games. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing no special. Artwork. No, no, nothing. Nothing. Mm. I don't even... I can't remember what the marquee looks like, but the marquee I've got, the Electricon one, is hilarious because mm. they used to get their own people to draw them up, and they're completely different. Yeah. Some of the some of the um, marquees they use had nothing to do with the game whatsoever. Would you own a Universal? Would you, as a cab? No, I don't think so. I've got you could room put different there. boards in it, couldn't you? Yeah, you could put. I think it, 
it run actually runs on the same adapter as Mr. Do. Mr. Do adapter. Yeah, so That's what I use for it. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can swap the games. Yeah, yeah. I think all the Mr. Do games run on the same adapter. Mm. But yeah, it's just not really. The cab isn't nothing special. Thing. You can play it on Mame. You can put the board in a normal cab. Play it quite easy. So it's yeah. nothing special. No. I wouldn't bother putting in my uh, even my my fantasy list really. No. So I've just uh, put another one in there tonight anyway. So it's cool. And on to next week's game then. Uh, well, it's your choice, mate. Well, I've had a few people ask for Bomb Jack. Bomb Jack. Yeah. Oh, okay. Pretty good game, yeah. yeah. I'm not very good at it, but I'll, I'll have a go. Good. <laughs> you might win this one. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, Bomb Jack it is then. Cool. Oh, I'll tell you one thing I, I must give a shout out for as well. I downloaded some uh, electronic books on my Kindle. Uh, I, was, I, was, I think I heard about it on the Retro Computer Roundtable, one of those podcasts. And um, one of them particularly interested me called Atari Inc. Business is Fun. Yeah. And it goes back, it's a, sort of a history thing, really, about how Atari was run back in the day when Nolan Bushnell first had it. And it's it's very interesting. It's not so much about the game so much, but how they actually run the place. Mm. Some of it's hilarious. They're a bit mad, these guys, back in the day. Some real good It's a completely stories. different company now, isn't it? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, it's run by lawyers like and stuff. But this um, these books I got, it's a collection of books, and it was sort of like a, almost like a crowdfunded type of thing where they, they sort of said, oh, you can pay as much or little as you want for the books. And I yeah. thought I'd help the guys out. And the recommended price was $12, right, about eight quid, eight it's pounds. Bad, yeah. But you get, you get quite a lot. I got more than I thought, actually. I think you got some bonus ones if you did it before a certain time. And you get Atari Inc. Business is fun, which is brilliant. I really recommend it. You get um, a scroll, which is like a magazine. I think I haven't even looked into it, but there's loads of them on these scrolls. You get Portal, Final Hours of Portal Two. You get Warp. You get Motorcyclus and other extremely scary stories. You get How to Do Things with Video Games. You get Earthbound. You get Ghosts in the Machine. And you get an, another good one, which I had a quick look at: Service Games, The Rise and Fall of Sega. Hmm. Yeah, so you get loads of good stuff there for like eight quid. It's, it's a right bargain. I recommend people. I'll put um, a note in the show notes about this, yeah. actually, where you can get it from. And as I looked on my phone to check out these these different books I was just talking about, I noticed I got a message from RGP James, our sponsor. I asked him earlier if he'd uh, had any news for us about the new arcade. But he's just been uh, the downside of the event. He's just been downloading replay, taking everything back and putting everything in boxes yeah. and... Get all the cabs back to his place. I bet he is, yeah. (laughs) He said, awesome weekend, no real news. 80 machines worked absolutely great. Few replays machines, their actual own machines, Mm. didn't work. They had some problems, but nothing major. Made loads of friends, and our friend John, we talked about earlier, he didn't do one kill screen, he's done another. Yeah, he was only 90 points away from a perfect. Oh, no. Yeah, so near so far. And there's a picture James has sent at the end of him with Jesse from uh, Storage Storage Wars. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, so that's pretty good. It sounded like he had a good time, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for this arcade to uh, to open up. Is oh, there any ideas on God, uh, yeah. dates at the moment? We or? haven't yet, not no. so far, but we're all sort of holding our breath. Yeah. It's all coming together. I should get on to James. When I have half an hour to talk to him, I'll phone him up and find out what's going on. Mm. But uh, him and him and you, 72 Andy, are doing, you know, I think they're going at it at the moment. Yeah. I think it's doing really well. So not, not hopefully on. we'll have some to report in two weeks' time about that. Yeah. It'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? Definitely. Anything you can add, mate, before we go off? Um, no, I think we covered everything, really, Vic. And I We've shall... have got the, uh, the interview. I shall put the interview on in, in one second, actually. So yeah. from me and him, Till next time. Till next time. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. I'm Alex Crowley. And I'm Victor Marland. Are you? Yeah. 
Can't you tell? You liar. <laughs> You've had your hair cut. Indeed. You might... You, you removed might. all your makeup. I certainly... <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself. Um, I'm Rich. I'm Striker on the forums. That's right. Yep. And you are a world champion of... Championship Sprint. Yes. And... And Badlands. Badlands. So is a the the main versions before anyone gets okay, upset. the main version yeah. is a real treat. I've got a world champion of two games here. <laughs> so tell us a bit about yourself, Rich. Where are you from? What do you do? I'm from Southend initially, but now I'm living in Eastbourne. Came yeah. down here about 10 years ago to do my music degree. Yeah. And got a job and met my girlfriend and have stayed here ever since, pretty honest. Cool. And um, yeah, I'm a sound engineer for a living. And uh, I also do a bit of teaching, that sort of thing. And uh, anything I can get my hands on, really, to pay the bills. Brilliant. It's um, And I've come to visit you because I'm kind of trying to kill two birds with one stone because it is the South Coastland this weekend. And I've just dropped off Donkey Kong there and I thought I'd pay you a visit. Um, cause it's always good to get a world champion of a, <laughs> a game on the podcast. Um, interesting for the listeners to hear, I think. Well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Tell us then, uh, Rich, uh, what's your first gaming experience? What can you remember from the arcades back in the day? Well, living in Southend, always used to go down Southend Seafront. As yeah. soon as I was old enough, my parents hated me going down there because it was yeah. the old, you know, dodgy arcade environment. Yeah. But me and a couple of my mates, every weekend, get our £2 pocket money straight down the arcades. They were a bit dodgy, weren't they, arcades back in yeah. the day? Places to be. Yeah, pretty dodgy. Some pretty dodgy people hanging yeah. around. But didn't didn't even think about it at the time. No. Cool. Our parents, Not if you're playing games. Our parents must busy. have been thinking, oh, no. No. <laughs> yeah. but, no, I didn't think about it twice. So you had quite a lot in South End then. Yeah, and they're all still there. There's about probably 10 arcades on the yeah. seafront now. Massive arcades as well. Yeah. Really good back in the day. Loads of cabs. Yeah. You know, proper cabs, I like to call them. <laughs> cabs everywhere. And it's, yeah. it's just magical being yeah. that age and going down there. Yeah, so what was the games you played on then, back in the day? I distinctly remember Commando and mm. 1942 and Kung Fu Master. Yeah. So that is my sort of, you know, early jammer area, I, I suppose. Yeah. That's, that's when I started going down there. Yeah. yeah. Those sort of camps you'd want to own? Because you don't own any of those ones, do you? No, well, I think most of them were, were in sort of what we now know as generic jammer yeah. machines, weren't they? So, yeah. I mean... There's no no real photos of South End arcades from back in no. the day. I've, I've been looking everywhere, but uh, no one seems to have them. Of course, you wouldn't because you didn't take your po- you know your, your Polaroid yeah. out with you when you out when you when you were ten years old. No, that's true, mate. Yeah. But um. But yeah, I I wouldn't say I would want to own any of them now. The PCBs, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got a 1942 PCB and Commando would be nice as well. Yeah. yeah. So tell us what you own at the moment, then. Run us through the cabs you've got. I'm in your front room here, and you've. Got two cabs here. Yeah, to the overflow from my little games room. I've got um, a championship sprint sort of main driver that I, I built from scratch. I've got a, got a turncades kit and yeah. heavily hacked it up, as you can see. Is that the, the, the exact cab you've got the world champ uh, That is world the, record the on. cab, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, so it's got two optical steering wheels and two pedals, and uh, yeah, that's the one I got the record on. Awesome. And, uh, and st- standing next to that, you've got uh, uh, another cab here, which is a... Yeah, it's like a, a sort of generic like, jammer cabinet again. Yeah. So it's like a, a small cabaret one. And I got that off a, a chap off the forum, Gavin, who you know, gave me a good deal yeah. on it. And it was a, it was 
needed a lot of work but yeah. um, it's, it's come up quite nicely the artwork's really cool you designed that didn't you yes yeah. it's, it's a bit retro <laughs> yeah, it looks like a Sinclair Spectrum rainbow you yeah, know I the one you have in the that. corner I should have really done it like an Amstrad really shouldn't I because <laughs> you love your Amstrads no. don't you Alex that'd be like having sand in my eyes <laughs> bloody Amstrad baloney <laughs> no I don't like Amstrad I see you've got an Amstrad collection over yeah, there yeah I've got, got a little 464 yep yeah, some games I recognise. Yeah, but you wouldn't find Chucky Egg over there, would you? Well, did, you, you? did it come out on the Amstrad? Yeah, I got that over there. Probably a slightly better version. No, <laughs> go away, you and your three colours, <laughs> all of them green. Right back to the arcades. Yes, yes. What's in the other room? In the other room, I've got an initial D driving cab, yeah. and that's maimed as well. And I've got a PlayStation that's on. It's the there. same one I've just been playing at Ollie's. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, well, Ollie's got got a pucker version mine's uh yeah i got it got it as a shell so it didn't have anything in it to begin with and uh i've, I've got you know pc in there which i play a lot of outrun 2 on yeah. stuff like that and i'm gonna get the playstation on there and play some initial d at some stage as well you like your drivers as well don't you it's fun it's funny because i never did back in the day no wouldn't have touched well, them. i didn't i never touched them back in the day no. chase hq was the only one i would have a few cheeky credits on yeah but um, I was always terrible at them, so you know, money is precious. See, when I was in arcades, really, it was only sort of pole position and these really sort of early night drivers and stuff yeah. like that, you know. Because um, I got out of the arcades '87, I guess, when I left school. See, that's more or less the time I was getting into. Getting them, into them, yeah. a totally different era, totally different time. Um, and then I guess straight onto console games and Mario Kart for me. Yeah, well, classic. Yeah. It's classic, isn't it? Yep. I've got my SNES down there under the telly. Superb, that's what I like to see. <laughs> Get the Amstrad out. Nah, <laughs> brighter place. I'll load it into the back of your van yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> no, that's why I struggled with the game. And I struggled. I've played this championship sprint before. We did the start of the podcast and I found it rock hard. It is a tough game. It's Ridiculous. It's properly designed to take so you So tell money. us about the, the world record you got on that. How long did it take you to get the world record? How long is a game? Well, that's the odd thing because like, you see all these marathon world records where they're playing yeah. it for 80 hours and all that sort of stuff. But I reckon an average credit on Championship Sprint is probably about two and a half minutes. That's and, crazy. And the world record is about six races, so probably, probably highly, about five minutes. It's a highly skilled game to play then, isn't it? It's proper hard. <laughs> yeah, proper hard. Yeah. I found it ridiculously hard. Yeah. It's hard verging on so You're spinning impossible. the wheel around and you've got to literally hold it dead yeah. stop stop the car in its tracks and then you move on again it's yeah, crazy and, you, and on the later races you can't afford to make any mistakes or that's it came over put another 10p in must have <laughs> loads of patience for that you must make loads of mistakes all the time yeah but then the game's over so quickly you just put another credit, another credit in <laughs> but yeah no, it's, it's a cracking game it's definitely more fun to player though yeah after but, a few beers yeah I mean that's how I got into it a mate of mine we were just playing around in Maine one night and we came across it and uh, next thing you know we've been playing it for about an hour and, yeah uh, I thought you were quite good at it well we thought we were alright at yeah. it yeah and, uh, and as we so you got near the world record and thought hang on a minute we could break the world record didn't, here didn't even think about the world record no. to be honest this was, this was about a year before I got back into like collecting arcades and things like that yeah so I recognised the game from back in the day because I put a 10p in and thought that's fun but I can have a much longer credit on a game I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm good at but um, yeah we didn't know anything so about you, it the score that you've got on that at the moment is that like way ahead of the, the, the next player who's playing it's on 
on Twin Galaxies, yeah. it is, well, before Twin Galaxies went away, it was, yeah. I think it's about two or 3,000, which is quite a margin. But there is a chap out there on YouTube who's got a score about 1,000 underneath mine. Okay. But he hasn't submitted it to Twin Galaxies. And what, what track have you got to to get that record? Um, there is a, a certain place you need to start, really, because yeah. otherwise you end up getting like the, the real hard track. Yeah. right at the moment where the computer cars are at their fastest yeah so normally i normally start from track three yeah which i had to work out you know just going yeah. through them all which was the optimum one to start on and i can make it to race i think it's race six and i've done race six probably about seven or eight times in my okay. life it's really hard right. and then race seven is proper hard and as far as I know I don't think anyone's ever done race seven on how many races are there in the game I think there's around eight or nine and you can pick those at any time you can mm. start off at race nine yeah. if you wanted to yes. and your scores start off higher do they no it doesn't doesn't work that way oh, okay. no it's literally just a case of so doesn't it make sense to start from race one then to rack up the points from at the early you do, you do. Ones? it does make sense but then race six if I can get this out race six when you start on the easy one yeah race six becomes like the hardest track yeah whereas if you start on track oh, three it yeah. sort of works its way around again so the yeah. difficulty peaks on an easier track and obviously you find some tracks easier than others do you mm. oh definitely there's one track on there that you know you leave you don't touch yeah I mean, <laughs> pretty much I mean when the computer's like, that'd be all of them for me <laughs> When the computer is in, I'm having your credit mode. Yeah, it's just not possible. I don't. That's think. crazy. Six minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's crazy. It just shows you the amount of money that must have took. Yeah, I think day. so. Because there was the other, ver there was a super sprint, which was the three-player version of it as well, yeah. which was another great game. And tell us a bit about the cab then, because that's that's not the original cab it would have came in, is it? Tell us about the one you're about to get. Right. Well, I'm hopefully getting a. Atari System 2 Championship Sprint shell of a cabinet, yeah. which I showed you some pics, and it, it's yeah. going to need a fair amount of work. Yeah. But um, the one I've got there is literally just home, pretty much homemade. Yeah. And um, so you don't mind taking on a restoration project then? I'm I'm getting there with restorations. Yeah. yeah it's a lot. Of, I find it a lot of fun. I find it quite therapeutic. Yeah, how many have you done then? Um, I've probably done up about four or five different four cabs. Five, now. In okay. fact, my my Astro City out there is the only one I didn't have to touch. Yeah, because that that came that's in, nice. in pretty good. Yeah, it was. And, and <laughs> it's not I, many cabs like that, is there? <laughs> and ironically, that's the one I probably play the most. So, yeah, my yeah. first Nintendo cab I didn't have to touch. That's that great. Great, but I paid through the teeth for it. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the other reason why I've, I've done a lot of restorations because I've yeah. always bought crappy cabs. Yeah. So, what part of the restoration do you enjoy? <laughs> pretty much every part of it. You I mean, do. I've done about probably about four or five wooden jammer cabinets now, and I'm yeah. I'm pretty much done with them now. Yeah, you know, just your, your standard two joystick one. This one I've just done here. That's 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 probably come out the best I've ever done. It's it, really you know. cool. I really like that. I'm really thanks. I'm I'm really happy with the way it came out. But yeah. I feel like I've done that now. You know, there, there won't be any more wooden jammer cabs coming no. my way. No, <laughs> fill up with the woodies. Yes, I think I've done that. But I've I've got that picked up another cab. Yeah, and that's a Space Gun ninety two oh, yes. cab. About that then, I got that off off Julian off Jammer Plus at the um, Uni Game Meet they had yeah. earlier in the year, and it's a it's it's a weird hybrid sort of. It looks like a, an Operation Thunderbolt, and it's got Operation Thunderbolt guns, but it's it's a Space Gun ninety two yeah. cabinet. So it looks like a big project. I've just had a look <laughs> at it in there, and it looks. 
There's a bit of metal work, so you're going to have to get Just it. Just a bit. Uh, powder coated, aren't you? I think so, yeah. Uh, a bit of woodwork. Quite a bit. The guns all working? Not a clue. Not a clue, because you haven't fired it up. Haven't They've fired got it recoil up. on them, have they? I hope so. Yeah. I certainly hope so. But yeah, as far as as far as I'm aware, worst case scenario is, you know, I'm asking you these questions. Has it got a gun game coming? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I think yours is going to be a bit more hardcore to get working yeah. than mine, though. So uh, mm. yeah, but I think it's going to be a lot of woodwork, a lot of metal work, possibly a broken PCB and a broken monitor. Yeah. So yeah, great fun. Okay. Um, what about any other games then? Um, Grail cabs. Any of those on the list? Well, this championship sprint I'm going to get and pro- yeah. probably spend four years and thousands of pounds getting it working yeah. and fitted. And then there's the other one I really like is a I'd like a proper Namco Gallagher cab. Oh, awesome! Because they're just they're just fantastic looking cabs, aren't they? Just fantastic. Yeah, and I love the game. Always love yeah, the game. Yeah, so that's from a, a different era for you, isn't it? A bit earlier. I it mean. is. Yeah. yeah, this came from when I used to walk home from school. There was a you know like a, a corner shop that had sort of jammer cab in it with probably what was a bootleg of Gallagher but every every day on the way home from school I'd always put 10p in that and yeah. just love the game it's great yeah. written pretty good at that yeah. I'm not bad <laughs> I'm not, not well better than me uh, well we'll have to see later yeah. have, a sm- have, have a small wager no, I'm drinking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, so, I'm, well, I'm so not you're bad you're not going to get one of those over here though are you would you, would you uh, import tempting very tempting yeah. Where I currently live, it's a lot more expensive, but that's true. You're going to get your cab what you want. True. At the moment, it wouldn't fit through my doorway in Amco. Really? That, that big? Tall, and I'll show you my step in a minute. Okay. The problem. It's just a very badly designed entrance, but yeah, I, I, I would consider Take a step out. I could. Yeah, I could just get it craned up to the fourth floor here. That'd be fun, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. But um, I would definitely consider importing yeah. one of them, especially because you know you've imported one now. And, and well, it all as went I say, well. I, I um, find it hard to find cabs, especially dedicated ones, in the UK now that aren't in collect. They're already in collectors' hands, and ones that do pop up are just quickly snapped up. Mm. You know, before you've even rang the guy up, they're gone. Yeah, you know, there's such high demand. It just shows you. You know, there's still still quite a demand for these early cabs. Yeah. And they do turn up there, don't they? Every now and they then do, on eBay, yeah. everyone gets a bit excited on the forums and then it's gone. <laughs> yeah. You have to trawl it like a hawk, yeah. don't you? Whereas in America, you know, they get, no, get so a Namco no. Gallica for $100 over get, there. <laughs> you get Donkey Kong for 200 quid. That's ridiculous, quid. isn't it? So, so many of them. Yeah, I would consider doing it because, you know, it all went well for you, didn't it, when you bought it? And the guy, yeah. and the guy on Dragon's Lair, he's done yeah, it a few love. times. Yeah, love. He's got an uh, uh, arcade container's little business going, um, importing whatever you want, really. Mm. He does a fantastic job. Um, no problems with him at all. Totally recommend him for anyone that wants their grail cap. Mm-hmm. So well, That's a pretty good recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, mate. The only other thing I'd probably import is like a, a Capcom cute or something like that. A Capcom? Cute, you know, the little candy cabs. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I do like them, but I think a lot of people. They go want for them. a bit, don't they? Yeah. I haven't got cheap taste. So, what do they run? <laughs> they run. It's like a, another, just whack a jammer board in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, horizontal or vertical. But yeah, they're nice. Um, the other world record you've got is on Badlands. Yep, that's right. Yep. And you play that on 
that cab as well, the yeah, champion. On, on exactly the same cab. cabinet. Yeah. So tell us a bit about that game, Rich. Well, it's kind of it's kind of like they took Championship Sprint, mm. thought it was a bit boring, so they put guns and missiles and shields in it, and they set it in a sort of. Who, who make the game? It's another Atari game. Another Atari game. Yeah. And it's like they set it in, you know, like a nuclear holocaust a bit like type. Mad um, Max or yeah, something. exactly like Mad Max, yeah. that sort of thing. Well, they're Badlands. Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah. Um, Sounds a lot more fun, actually, it, for me. It is definitely so you, you too You can bland. shoot the other cars, can you? And drop yeah, well, that's, oil slicks and that sort of thing. It's it's missiles and a machine gun you got. Okay. Not quite advanced enough for oil slicks. Girls <laughs> on the back? No. No, no I don't no, think okay. so, unfortunately. Right. Maybe not then. You just. <laughs> Maybe in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it an easier game to play? Um, I think it, it's it is an easier game. Yeah. And is the game longer? Yeah, I mean the world record on that. I was playing it for about forty minutes. Forty. That sounds a bit better. It is a bit, but it it's it's it becomes a strategy game because you've got to power up your car. Oh, that sounds much better. You got to uh, <laughs> we'll fire it up in a minute. Yeah. And uh, you know you got to have enough shields, otherwise you're going to get blown up. Yeah. And you've got to have enough missiles to blow up your opponent. Sounds like a game that I love: rock and roll racing on the Super Nintendo. Yes. Which you haven't played. Telling me about that. I'm going to have to get that. That sounds good. SNES game. Awesome, with good rock and roll background music. Yeah, I'll have some of that. <laughs> yeah. So, you got a Badlands World Record. That took you, what, how long? About 40 minutes 40 of gameplay, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. quite hard. I mean, you have to be very strategic, because right? yeah. there are times where you, there's no way you are ever going to catch the computer. It's not about driving skills, then. It's... It's a combination. Yeah. It's a combination. But but there there are times where you are never going to catch the computer, yeah. so you blow them up. Is there a dedicated cab for that? There is, yep. Atari one, which I, I would like as well one day. Full side art? Yep. Full, uh, it's, 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 a, it's like a sticker, the side art on that one, but it is a dedicated oh, cab. Oh, sounds cool. It's nice. I would like, You'd I've have got, to import that, would you? Um, no, a few are in England, actually. Yeah. I, I almost took a punt on one a couple of years ago, but again, it's a very tall cabinet, Yeah. so I couldn't get it Getting in. Get it in. I've got a control panel out there for it for some yeah. reason. <laughs> any more plans to break any more world records on any other games? I don't know. I don't think I'm. I think I might have peaked. I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to have a crack at the Gallagher one. Drinking that beer, Carlsberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have a crack at the Gallagher one, but there's no way I can play Gallagher for twenty hours straight no. or whatever it is. It's that's more of an endurance test and skill base, isn't it? At the end of the day, I know because they they do loop the games and yeah, they, just go round and round. Because after on Gallagher, after about level thirty, the difficulty more or less stays the same, and it's rinse and repeat a lot. So, but you do find that with a lot of games, don't they? Loop. Mm. You get to a certain level and it doesn't get any harder. Yeah. Some games actually reset, go back to yeah, easy. Yeah, go back again. to being easy. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But Gallagher more or less stays stays, stays the, same. the same. But yes, yeah, cracking game. I think the UK should have an affiliated high score system. Definitely. Yeah. Twin Gants is down. We need a UK up. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, there's so many good players around. You've got, like, Tony Temple and John Studley. And especially when you met these people, mm. you know, I'm going to beat that sucker. <laughs> I've got to beat him. I've met him. I know him. I don't like him. I want to beat him. As long as you don't want to beat Tony Temple or John no, Studley, you'll no, be all they're right. Nice, they're nice guys. <laughs> yeah. They're not suckers. <laughs> they're okay. I'm never going to beat them anyway. But, yeah, that, that, that competitive side of it would be, would be really yeah. good. And take it away from you know the more sort of US centric side of it which which it more or less is isn't it yeah. there's a lot of you know it's very geared towards American players well yeah. it's, it's down at the moment but it was leaning that way even yeah. more I think 
I've noticed you've got a couple of nice certificates in there. It's always nice to see, isn't it? World record with a certificate. <laughs> well, you've got to hold on to it because sooner or later somebody's going to come along and beat it. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't do certificates now, obviously, because it's down. Yeah, so I suppose that's a one-off. So it'd be thing. nice to start that up again, wouldn't it? With- nah, no, nah, we'll just keep it with my certificate. <laughs> <laughs> you want to keep hold of it, don't you? Yeah. So what do you think of the arcade scene at the moment? We've got up-and-coming events like the South Coast Slam this weekend. Yeah, South Coast Slam looks superb. And the arcade opening up north. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. It's I all mean, happening, isn't it? The one up north looks looks amazing, the amount of machines they've got there. It's, yeah. It's definitely going to be the biggest arcade in England. Yeah. And I hope a lot of people, you know, go out and support it. Just find the retro scene just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Well, we're all getting to that, that age now, aren't we? Well, <laughs> was the Leeds uh, console meet a couple of months ago and that was packed oh, no, that they weren't ridiculous. even expecting those numbers wasn't it like a three hour queue or it's, something yeah and it was all retro yeah it just shows you it's so popular right now yeah yeah because I mean, in Eastbourne even in Eastbourne there's six arcade collectors I know yeah so if there's you know six or seven in a little town like this you know, yeah because not everybody's on the forums either yeah you, know, you meet people say oh yeah I've got, I've got an oh, old, so old space invaders forums, yeah. so yeah I mean the, they're all still out there in people's yeah. garages and games rooms That's which is right. great they just need to get on the forum and sell them to us yeah <laughs> well thank you very much for letting me come around here and interview no problem. Richard I think it's been really great and um, you can get to see on the show notes um, on the on the 10 pence arcade podcast Facebook page um, pictures of uh, Richard's cabs and his world record certificates. Hey. <laughs> Cheers, Rich. Thanks very much. No worries. Cheers, Alex. Thanks. You can download or play the podcast, view all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.tenpencearcade.co.uk or email me at vertvic at tenpencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can Twitterize us at tenpencearcade for me and at Nintendo Arcade for Alex. We'd love to hear from you regarding game suggestions personal arcade experiences or anything arcade related you'd like to share.